Why, hello there. It is June 4th, 2015, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Steve Say, and this evening I'm joined by Ms. Jackie Turner. Hello. Mr. Bobby Shortle. Hello, hello. And that be all. Uh-huh. That be all. This has been the year of absences and babies. <laughs> it's been, it's and, been very weird. Yeah. There's yeah. been a lot of swapping around. But. Yeah. I've been flying around all over the place yeah. and, uh, you know. I think this is the first podcast me and you have done in like a month. Right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It is. It's crazy. But we're important people. Uh-huh. Important we're people here. that have important things to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, uh, we're here for you this week. We got a show for you. We're going to be covering the uh, Steam is now giving refunds for uh, for their games. Interesting. And uh, we'll be talking about the official announcement of Fallout 4 from Bethesda. But first, we have some news. We do have some news. Jackie's got some news direct from Mr. Justin Townsend himself. Why don't you uh, lay it on us? So on Monday, Baby Watch 2015 officially came to the end when Justin and his beautiful wife, Angela, uh, welcomed Finn Parker Townsend. I love that name. Yes, it's a lovely name. He's, he was nine pounds, three ounces. Everyone's healthy and happy. Uh, Jorah is now a big brother and they're all wonderfully happy. And he is gorgeous. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. So cute. So cute. Looks just like his big brother. So huge congratulations to Justin and Angela. We love you both loads and we're really, really happy for you. Absolutely. And uh, Justin will be back on the show as soon as he's done, you know, taking care of some business back home, being uh-huh. with his family. And uh, Rob will return to the show as as well. I'm I'm guessing. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope because we do love Mr. Rob Newmeyer. Oh yes, we do. But uh, anyway, so you're stuck with the three of us this week. Hope you don't feel too bad about that. But we've got some games to talk about. Who wants to go first? Just get right into it. <gasps> Me. Can yeah. I go first? Yeah. Right, I'll start off with a quick one. Um, Game of Thrones episode four out last week. Um, I always get confused because on Tuesday, I'm always like, oh, it's the new Game of Thrones. And then I realize that the PlayStation and PC get it first. And because I have an Xbox, I have to wait one whole day before I get it. It's really weird. Why didn't you get it on the PlayStation? Because my Xbox One was brand new and I was like, I need to find something to play on this thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Makes so, sense. So Game of Thrones is, mm. yeah. And my PlayStation is pretty packed. So like anything I can play on the Xbox for space saving reasons. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. So I have uh, Game of Thrones on there. But um, it was good. It was another good episode, like story wise, you know, some good twists, some good turns, the normal stress and anxiety at trying not to piss off every single character. Um, but also, you know, you got to try and figure out a way of being brave and a way of like knowing when not to say things. Right. All of that's great. The only thing that started to bug me a little more about this one is it's never been like graphically realistic. Um, but there's been, there seems to be a lot more like jitters and, you know, like frame rate. Not so, It's not so much a frame rate, it's just the characters will just stop and then go again. And stop they can't and seem go. to get rid of that. Yeah. The Telltale games have always had problems. But yeah, I'd have to stuff. say, that, well, the funny thing is, having played uh, Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us, this for me is actually the worst out of them for this kind of really? problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, it doesn't really, to me, it doesn't affect the gameplay because the bits where you are, you know, if it's a fight sequence, it hasn't happened in those, those bits. But the whole point of these games really is that it's 90% story. So when you're kind of sitting down, yeah. you kind of put the controller down for a bit and you're watching this happen, having the characters like stutter and start all the time, mm-hmm. gets it kind of pulls you out of the experience. Yeah. Um, so that's a little frustrating. The only reason I think that is is because Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead were originally <clears throat> 360 PS3 games and so they kind of had a chance to go back and 
re-optimize them for the new platforms. So I feel like they they worked a little bit better. I mean, I think that yeah. the, I don't know. I don't. This isn't coming out on 360 and PS3, is it? I don't think so. I'm not. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. I yeah. mean, I I just got it on the Xbox. Yeah. And also, you know, they're pushing these episodes out every six weeks right mm. now. So mm. yeah, it's like you got to mm. figure that maybe they're not perfectly put together before yeah. they're out. Um, but again, the story's the story's great, mm. and you know, the actual gameplay mechanics on the fights are great. It's just that little thing that started to niggle at me a little bit more. What's the voice acting like for that game? It's pretty good. Yeah, Does it's it, pretty like, good. Do they sound like the characters from the show? Mm, well, the thing is, the characters from the show are very much secondary characters in the game. Okay. Like, you'll come across Marjorie and Tyrion and, and Ramsay Bolton is a big factor in it. Ugh. They're all actually voiced by the actors that do the show. Mm. So that's perfect. Oh, cool. They sound exactly like they should sound. Mm. And then the other characters are voiced very, very well. And some of the more secondary characters are a little cheesy. But on the whole, it's it's well done. Mm. Yeah. It's, you know, you just have that peasant woman that's like, oh, well, me son. And it's just really <laughs> like... Oh, I run into annoying. a couple of those while playing The yeah. Witcher. Yeah. Oh, well, we, me and Rob talked about this on The Witcher that I came across another one of those peasant women that does nothing but like hot loogies. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. You're like, what is that? In between sobbing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Just, you stop talking to someone and they just. Exactly. So, yeah. So, those go. peasant ladies in the villages in The Witcher, that's kind of like what a lot of the Game of Thrones more minor characters mm. sound like. You got to wonder what the casting call is for that stuff. Like, like games like Assassin's Creed mm. and stuff like, right. you know, crying woman, <laughs> yes. crying peasant woman. Like, I got the job. Like, what'd you get, honey? Like, I'm crying peasant woman number seven. Like, that's yeah. great. It's a vocation. Don't knock it, you know. I think everyone's got to work. I think a lot of those people do, like, a lot of voices in those games. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So how many more episodes of Game of Thrones are left? Uh, two more. Two. It's six-part series. Wow. Um, I know Justin is waiting for it to all be done before he plays. He's played the previous Telltale games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby, you're the same, right? Uh, yeah. You played I, the first couple, I right? played... I, I've only... I've only ever... I, only one I've ever played all the way through is Walking Dead Season 1. Right. Um, I played the first episode of Wolf Among Us. Um, I just haven't gotten back to them yet. But with Game of Thrones, I do want to play it, but I, at this point, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. Because it's almost yeah. done. Yeah. Um, I did play... Uh, I've been playing uh, Life is Strange. Which is another episodic, uh, kind of very similar. Steve has been talking about this a lot. I love that game so much. Very similar kind of style to the Telltale stuff. Uh, Episode three came out last week, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, And I played through it. Um, I'm playing on the PC, but you play it on the console, but... It was good. How long? I, are, how long are those episodes? Uh, it it depends, but uh, the first one they're no longer than two or three hours at, at the most. Right. Uh, the first one I think was the longest so far. I think the first one was about three hours. I think okay. maybe yeah. around there. I think my total play time for the three episodes I think has been about seven hours or something okay. like that. Yeah, Game of Thrones is similar. I've had yeah. I think yeah. episode two or three with ninety minutes, but we are other um, ones at two, two and a quarter. Yeah. There was a lot more exploration in the first episode. There second was. episode was was a bit more straightforward. Which, since they've gone to second, and this it's same thing in the third episode. Okay, um, which I'm very grateful for because the worst thing about the first episode was kind of their, to me, was like their puzzly stuff. Like I, I didn't really dig the puzzle aspects of of the first. What do you mean by puzzle aspects? Like when you had to like you had to go around to like different rooms and try to find this little thing. And oh like, yeah, and like th- there's a there's a scene in the first episode where you have to get these keys to this. Like to this like a uh, box or whatever, and you have to like do a couple of different item stuff put together, very adventure gamey type type of stuff hmm. um, to get the get the item. They kind of they kind of got rid of some of that in two, uh, though they still like I still in two episode two the part on the train tracks where you're like walking around this oh, junkyard. Yeah, it's it's just, it, 
it, it takes away from what's good about the game because it's not it's not hard, but it's just tedious. And to walk around and look for these things when they're not really clear about what you're what you're trying Having to get. Having to keep rewinding again yeah, and again and again. Exactly. Like that stuff, I think they, they, they get too into that stuff sometimes. Where they kind of shines, I think, is um, that it go, it kind of focuses a lot. I mean, the last, the last scene of episode two is insane yeah. and, and so crazy. But the, what the best thing about what they do is that they focus on little moments that you don't usually see in games, you know, like... Two people kind of hanging out on a bed, you know, one of them just kind of laying there smoking a joint and they're just kind of talking about whatever, you know, like that. It's that's what's really good about what the game does, um, even though sometimes the dialogue is very like it's, hella bad. It's hella bad. <laughs> yes, exactly. I heard somebody I was listening to in their podcast and they said they when they pitched Life is Strange, the way they advertised it was kind of like a video game, like a sci fi version of like my so-called life. But what it really is, it's kind of like a, a sci-fi version of Degrassi. Is that what Because yeah. every episode of Life is Strange is a very special right. episode. There's always like a message right, in all of them. Right. But the third episode does a great job, uh, I think, of moving that stuff even farther forward and streamlining stuff even more where there's not a lot of exploration, go- exploration going on. Mm-hmm. To the point, though, where there were times where I could have rewinded. They were very hand-holding the first two episodes about like, maybe I should rewind here and it will change things. Third episode, they kind of that kind of like, goes out the window. Oh, that's cool. They just kind of expect you to realize now, like if something happens to somebody, like you can probably rewind it. So there's this girl who nothing really special happens to her, but she just has like a series of like bad things that happen to her. Like she gets hit now with a football or, you know, she like, <laughs> you know, something else. I forgot the other thing happens to where she like falls down and trips or something and you can rewind and like just stop those things from happening and it makes her day a little better. Okay. And what's the point in that? Just, just to do just it. Just to do it. Just to do it. And that's the thing. That's the cool thing about the game is it has those kind of things to it. It's kind of life things about it. There's a there's some point where something happens to her in, in the third episode, and I didn't even think about the fact like to rewind it. I was like, oh, that sucks. She got splashed by water, <laughs> you know. And then I just kind of like kept going. And then at the end of the game, they right. tell you like what you didn't do and what what you know, right. you know, seventy like like, like doing the like yeah, the telltale. telltale stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I could have say I could have stopped her from getting splashed by water. And then there's another thing where like something carried over from the past episode, and there was a certain item you could have found and I just didn't find it. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't even looking for it. Right. But what I liked about that was like, I was, it's kind of like being in the mind of the character. Like you're kind of in this like tense situation where you're trying to like look through something before somebody yeah, comes so to find you. Yeah, so why are you worried about someone getting splashed with water at that particular Well, not even moment. that part. The part about looking for another item, I'm like, I just forgot that item was in there. And it, right. felt, it felt like almost like I was the character, you know? Uh, but just like episode two, episode three has a crazy thing that happens at the end of it. Oh. <laughs> That compl- I'm telling you right now, like this is not even because sp- you can't even imagine what it is. Completely changes the. the I saw on the Twitter of, someone, of, of, yeah. of, the, of the season someone giving a review and saying it was a complete game changer. A complete game changer. Now, man, now I gotta play it. So good. Um, it's got rough edges, definitely. The dialogue is really bad sometimes. It definitely feels like people who are 30 trying to talk like people who are 17. <laughs> definitely. Um, but the and there are some rough aspects with the puzzle stuff but i think that what it's doing story-wise is pretty cool and it's so different than right. than even what telltale does because they went telltale is dealing with there's really great interpersonal stuff but it's all like we're at 11 every single moment like somebody's gonna die someone is you know someone has died you know there's all everything and here in life is strange there is that push through because there is something big that's coming that you're trying to stop but it takes time to kind of break and kind of do 
more sort of mm-hmm. mundane, normal things. And I think that's pretty cool. That game's got me so curious about some of the branching paths that mm-hmm. it has, yeah. things that I've encountered, especially in the first episode, mm-hmm. that if I had, you know, acted differently, it would have changed the entire end of that game. Like, there's a whole end sequence in, in the parking lot. I won't spoil anything, mm-hmm. but that could have gone completely different. Yeah. And like it's that curiosity that once the game is all done and it's come out, I'd like to go back and replay it and purposefully change my decisions mm-hmm. to see what the you know alternate uh, video and the alternate outcomes would be. Yeah, that's why, that's why I've enjoyed playing Game of Thrones as the episodes come out because I thought exactly the same about The Walking Dead when I played season one. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to go back and make the opposite choice every single time and see exactly how much of this is predetermined and how much isn't how much you can change it. Mm-hmm. But doing the whole thing in one go i was so over it by the time i finished i was like that was great but i do not want to play this again yeah so playing the game of thrones thing i feel like i'll play through and play through and i'm playing it as they come out i'm typically finish it finishing each episode within a couple of days of it coming Mm -hmm. out so hopefully in like a year's time when it's all done and dusted I might have some interest to go back and play it all throw in one go and do something different. With those games, I'm totally the opposite. I'm like, I've made a choice. I made that choice. Like, this is my... Because to me, like, obviously I know it's a video game, but once I go back and make a different choice and things change, then like it's laid bare. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like now I can see the machinations behind it. Like with Walking Dead, like I don't want to know if if I made a different choice, if the same thing would have happened. Yes. I'm perfectly fine with the special disbelief that I did something that, that, that radically was your changed. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll just go with it. Well, Game of Thrones this week, I've had trouble with one of the characters because this is a little different to the previous ones. You actually are playing three or four different characters as you go through. One of the characters is this young girl, Lady Mira, who is from the House Forester, which is like the house that it's based around. But she's in King's Landing and she's one of Marjorie Terrell's handmaidens. And this poor girl, every single decision I've made, I have pissed someone (laughs) off. Like everyone hates me and I can't help it if I do this thing, then Marjorie hates me. If I do that thing, then the other Mm. handmaiden hates me. And I'm like, this time I got to this episode, I'm like, right, you know what? I'm just going to grow a pair and do whatever. I'm just, I'm just going to make like, hopefully brave decisions not stupid ones but i'm so fed up of trying to be nice to everyone yeah <laughs> do the that's right life, thing jackie you gotta you're gonna make enemies not everybody's gonna love <laughs> exactly. you so you gotta make a choice yeah. well it's taken this long for me to get to that yeah. point i'm trying <laughs> she looks so nice and she sounds really mm. sweet and innocent so i tried to play it that way and now i'm not she's actually like quite a bad bitch right now she's like she's telling people what's what yeah. so yeah that's been quite fun good for her <laughs> good for her Oh, you know, on a little bit of a side note, yeah. this just made me laugh this week. You saying about 30-year-olds sounding like 17-year-olds. Mm. So Luke this week said to me something about um, that's really swag. And I looked at him, we're driving along, and I look at him, I'm like, Luke, I don't even know what that word means. And he looks straight at me, and all seriousness is like, Mama, it's like the modern day way of saying cool. I felt like 50. <laughs> oh my God. I feel so old and uncle. Yeah. Or as I put on Twitter, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm uncle or unswag. And I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> I, uh, I, saw, I saw somebody tweet that. They go, my kid asked me today why we say hang up the phone. <laughs> oh and my I God. felt 90. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, Luke, I remember when Luke was little, um, we had like this play play pen thing with like and it had a dial phone on it as one of the things and i remember him being like four or five and being like so confused as to what this round thing with finger holes and numbers was <laughs> like i mean i to be fair i only remember having one of those when i was like five myself mm. but still he has no concept of what that is yeah at all 
I remember, I mean, you want to talk about old school phones and stuff like that, like those coiled wires mm -hmm. that you used to have to go to the store, like Genovese or mm -hmm. something, yeah. and buy the extra long ones <laughs> yes. so that you could reach all the way. My sister's room was all the way down the hall from the kitchen oh, at so the end. so she could talk to mm -hmm. her friends without, yeah. yeah. So she bought like this extra, extra long <laughs> white cord. And eventually, you know, it stretches out so much, you get those kinks in it yep. that there's like one straight oh, it goes part. the wrong way, right? And then it, yeah. yeah. And like, by the time that you're done after like a couple weeks and you hang it up, it's just this tangled <laughs> mess hanging yep. from the wall. I remember those. Well, God. I remember having one of those fairly recently, like 10 years ago. Um, when I was trying to quit smoking the first time around, I always used to be in the habit of if I was on the phone, I'd go sit on the balcony with the phone and smoke a cigarette. So when I was trying to quit, I went and bought a phone with a cord. I was like, well, this way I can't physically get outside the house and talk on the phone. This would be good. Then my sick brain after a couple of weeks of this is like, if I buy a really long cord, I can still get outside on the balcony and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> totally defeated the object. Mm -hmm. How are you doing with that now? Great. I haven't had a cigarette since Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah. Yep. You're going on, what, like eight months? Yeah, I'm doing good. That's it's crazy. Very good. Yeah. good for you. I know. I'm happy. Very proud of you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> All right, moving on. I, I, I totally sidetracked okay. this. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, what else did you play? Uh, me, uh, if Destiny. you want, we can move around. Yeah. I, I play some Destiny. I'm not going to talk about it that much because it's just the same stuff. House of Wolves. Me getting annoyed at Justin. And neither of your Destiny bros are here, so you can't. Even... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was getting very annoyed at Justin last week because he told me we could play Trials of Osiris. Let me ask you. Uh, we'll go yeah. on, I'll, I'll, after you're done. I'll... I was just saying I wanted to play Trials of Osiris. I went on Friday night. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Can we play yet?" And he's like, "In a minute." All right. And he's like, let, "Let me. Can you drag me through some levels with this character so I can level up?" I'm like, "All right." So we do that. I'm like, can we play yet? And he's like, in a bit. Yeah, we'll check it out in a bit. One o'clock in the morning, I was like, oh, I'm just going to bed. I still haven't played Charles of Osiris. So yeah. Which is their wave-based sort of... No, that's Prison of Elders. Oh, Prison Charles of Elders. Of, yeah, Charles oh, of Osiris was their multiplayer, multiplayer thing. But I've heard the trouble with that is it's kind of a little broken. There's people cheating. There's a lot of level 34s that are absolutely killing mm. people. And mm. so I don't think Justin was that keen to jump into it. And, right. you know, I'm not sure I want to go in if people are cheating on it. But Prison of Elders is very good. That's the wave-based wave -based thing. thing yeah. And it's complete insanity. Like mm -hmm. if you play the higher levels, but it's a really great way, a great way of doing it. It's like a horde mode where it's just wave after wave. Yeah. And then the harder it is, the more like uh, secondary objectives. So if you've got like a hundred enemies in this room going for you, you have to stand in one place to defuse this mine and mm. do that twice more while there's like waves and waves coming at you. The, the game so needed that. Fun. It needed repeatable content that you could do like that. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just like the mission-based stuff anymore because horde modes right. are always popular. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, good, it's good fun. I definitely recommend it. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was curious. I mean, you bought um, the season pass when it came yes. out, right? Okay. Yep. How much longer is that going to like yield content for you? Because they, I, I feel like they're pumping it. out content. No, this every, is it. Yeah, this is it. This there's right? there's going to be a new DLC in September, which they did. Someone was talking about the name of it today. Yeah, I got leaked. I can't remember the name. I'll, I'll look it up. But they, it, yeah, the the season pass basically covered the two expansions which came out, which yeah. was House of Wolves was the new one, and what was the first one? Dark uh, Below. Yeah, Dark Below. Um, the the two big expansions that came out. Um, they've put out other content like in the interim, little stuff here and there. Uh, yeah, little yeah. bits and pieces like the you know the Iron Banner will pop up yeah, or the Queen's yeah. Bounties will pop up. Right. But on the whole, it was these two big expansions. The first one was okay like it had some story missions that were good mm -hmm. the raid wasn't as good as the first raid but we still played it to death mm. um but this one i think is much better even though people complaining there was no raid adding in this horde mode as i think brightened it up again it's it's a lot more fun it definitely i mean I, when i look at my friends list now like 
Yeah. Everybody is playing Destiny again. Yeah, I see that too. And it's, yeah. it's been like that in a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did. They did a, the right thing. Yeah. this time around. I do think. you do you feel like the content has matched like the price that you paid to to have access to the stuff? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I do. Like, it is pricey. It was thirty five dollars for you know to buy the season pass mm-hmm. to get these two things. Well, would it have been regularly forty? Yeah, I think yeah. it was like twenty for each piece. Mm-hmm. You know, thirty five if you just bought the season pass. Um, it's it's definitely on the pricey side, and I know we talked mm-hmm. about this um, way back when. Uh, the interesting thing was in England, it was like 50% more than that mm. as okay. well. Like in Britain anyway. Did Hugh have to in pay Wales. extra? Yeah, Hugh had yeah. to pay, I think, more than we did. Ugh. So, you know, that definitely I don't think was worth it. I mean, you definitely put the hours in for it to be worth it. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Yeah. I put a lot of hours into mm-hmm. it, so... At, yeah. at what point do you like? At what point do you see yourself wanting something else from the game as far as content? Because if they're going to keep updating this thing, when do you think it's going to get I'd tiresome? Say, well, I'd say half the problem with Destiny is that they pull out story mode because you know that's a large part of the game is these story based mm-hmm. missions. Mm-hmm. The trouble is, once you've put a lot of hours into the game and you've got very leveled up. Uh, the first day it came out, like everyone that I play with, we all just finish the story missions in like two or three hours. Mm-hmm. Like boom, done. Right. Open up Prisoner Elders. So they have a tough, they're going to have a tough time putting out enough story content that's going to keep people occupied for more than a few days. Because I mean, they're talking about like a, like a 10 year plan for this game. Yeah. There's yeah. another property, new big rather. one coming out next September. Yeah. This, this September, I think you're probably going to get like a rather large expansion, something that's more like an expansion than just a, DLC kind of add-on kind of thing. it's going to be another $60 job? No, I, but I think it's going to probably be like a $30 thing. Oh, I, I, I definitely say 30 yeah, yeah. Um, 30 to $40. And I think next September you get Destiny 2, whatever that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would hope that if you go by what they're talking about, I hope that Destiny 2 obviously add a bunch of new stuff and add new land masses and new story and a whole new, new modes. But if they're really going to fulfill the promise of what they, they say when they started this out... When I put Destiny 2 in, if I have Destiny 1 already bought, it should all just be there when I boot up yes, Destiny it 2. Should be. Yeah. I shouldn't have to go yeah. back to do the first raid. I shouldn't have to go, I should just be able to do everything as, as yeah. it builds, like like an like a MMO. Because it is a world. Yeah. yeah it's like it's, it's like World of Warcraft or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I think, think this last um, yeah. this last one was definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah. Like I said, you can't add enough story mode to keep people interested for more than a few days. Mm. But adding in things like the horde mode and the new multiplayer maps and multiplayer mm. systems. All of that leads to you being able to play it for hours because you jump on with your friends mm. and it's different each time. That's where the key is, and I think that's what they did right this time around. Yeah. Are you Are you interested in the story? Because I it, can it, tell you what it's about for the life. Yeah. Of see, me. that's like. <laughs> I, I no, keep... I'm not that interested in story. But you're but never like, interested in story. No, I'm never. No, well, and this isn't yeah. a great one. But for me, it's like it's it's just more levels that are kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't really. Care I just about whoever story. whoever I talk to about the game, whether it be on Twitter mm. or whatever. I never hear anybody talk about the story at all. Like it's immediately no. about the raid or the horde mode or, or whatever they have going on. Well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. the story is very thin. Uh, and I mean, some of the missions are good, but I yeah. think that the problem with Destiny, the storytelling felt very truncated and, and, and didn't feel very fleshed out. But the problem with those missions was less about the fact that the story was interesting. It was that at a certain point, those missions were exactly the same. Everyone mm-hmm. was, yeah. I could go to a point, I let out the, you know, the yeah. former Peter Dinklage voiced exactly. robot. Yeah, have Dinklage like open the door and then inadvertently ruin everything and have hordes of people. Yeah, exactly. That's everyone. everyone. Yeah. What I hear about this new one, which I which I think is interesting, is that I know that that one level, 
um, a couple of levels do other things. Like they one brings yeah. you into the vault of glass. Yeah, so that was great. That was yeah. an awesome little uh, like surprise. In mm-hmm. fact, the night we started playing it, there were a couple of groups ahead of the group I was in playing it, and everyone was like, "Shh, don't say anything." But that level's great, and it, yeah. we kind of kept it secret. And then every group that would go in were like, "Oh my god, like we're in the vault of glass." Is there a level requirement for each DLC? Um, like, can you can, if like if you were a person who stepped away from the game yeah. for a while, but like everybody's talking about the newest DLC, right. could I just go get it and I'm play it? I'm pretty sure the dark below the like the dailies and the weeklies would start at 28. Okay, that's the um, that's the challenge. Are you talking about the story missions or just everything? Story, just overall story missions. From what I remember on this one, story missions started at 24. Yeah, that's okay. what I figured. 24 around there. Yeah. I mean, they were really easy to run through them you know if yeah high i just enough level yeah it'd be a shame if they if if just by design or or just assuming that everybody's played the content yeah. that has been available to them or right. be like you know you can't start this newest dlc until right. you're you know level 32 i mean that's what mmos do right though i mean it's like you know if you buy the expansion for wow you can't get the new content unless you're like a level mm, that's true. 80 or something like that and also i think the way it works out with the soft cap um you know 10 15 hours of concentrated knowing what you're doing you can get past that level 20 and then once you get past the level 20 especially for secondary characters you've got stuff in your vault you can use to spring up quick okay. and it's easier it doesn't take too long to get to 24 i mean look i haven't i haven't died back in the game in a while but like what happens to all these kind of games right is that as the expansions comes out and as the level cap gets raised mm-hmm. the the ramp to the lower level stuff moves much quicker oh, yeah you know so if you if you if you stop playing let's say you were 20 or 21 you could probably get to level twenty five in a couple of hours. It's busy. You can you buy know? what you need to do that. Yeah, because all because you're at light level. I seven. remember like literally playing for six hours a day and sweating bullets to try and get to thirty two. Yeah. And now I was like, you can just go see a guy in the tower and buy shit and yeah, boom, thirty two. Games, <laughs> those, games, oh those games, you know. Um, you yeah. know what? I'm I'm happy to hear about level design stuff is better because for me that was the main thing for me with the main missions. I wanted more diversity in level design because. <clears throat> you know what they said about the game was you know they realized looking at numbers from the Halo games that. Their, their fan base would pick certain missions and play them over and over and over again just on different difficulties and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And they figured, let's make a game that's all that. It's all repeatable, runnable levels that you can do over and over again that are like these Halo levels. The difference is, though, that Halo levels were much better designed than the, than the Destiny levels were as far as just like ingenuity in what, in what they were yeah. doing. They had different levels to what was going on. You know, it was like, sometimes you'd be, you'd have to snipe it had, or you'd have to like, it'd be a vehicle mission or it'd be this or it'd be that. And, and I felt like they, they, they missed that except for a certain couple missions in the main story of destiny. So to hear that this other stuff is kind of added some more cool level design to it. I think that's, yeah, I that's found fun. it. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. And yeah, I've enjoyed jumping back in. Cool. I cool. mean, to the extent I was able to. Yeah, I mean, you never, you never venture away from it for long. Mm. No, but I've definitely, I've jumped back in for like maybe three or four nights yeah. since House of Wolves. The Witcher, oh, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, it we'll does. definitely have because I haven't been here. We'll definitely have a Witcher conversation uh, a little bit later. The Witcher. Oh, yes. Um, besides The Witcher, is that all you played? Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. Um, Bobby, what'd you play? So, um, played some of The Witcher, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh. Yeah, we'll save that for last. I'll, yeah. I'll go through my list and then uh, we'll hit that at the end. Um, I played, uh, but two other games that I played a, a nice chunk of. Um, the first one I'll talk about is uh, Massive Chalice, which is Double Fine, who, you know, made Ooh. Trenched and, and Costume Quest and, I mean, uh, Broken Age, which is out now. And I love uh, Costume Quest. Yeah, huge, big lineage, right? They um, they do kind of two different kind of games. They do one game that's kind of like very simple and, 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 and has like one mechanic that you have to try to like kind of master, but it's all about like charm and story and stuff like that. 
And then they have other kind of games like Trenched, uh, which is a game that came out in Xbox 360 and PlayStation a few years uh, a few years ago, uh, that are more about deeper mechanics that are a little more complicated that deal with the thing. And Massive Chalice is one of those, which is... Yeah, every time you say that, every time you say it and every time I see it written down, it just makes me laugh for some reason. Massive I love Chalice? I love the name of that game. It do, I don't know. It just sounds really dirty to me. Massive. I can't. I can't explain what it is. But like you know, yeah, you, you hear something and you're girl, like, "Girl, he's got a massive chalice." <laughs> right? See? Yeah. Every time I hear it, I'm like, "He." That's okay. Every time you say "on the whole," I'm like three years yeah. old. <laughs> I never knew that. Now I'm gonna think of that every time I say it. <laughs> so, uh, massive chalice is a uh, turn-based strategy game. So, um, you know, very basically, it's. You you are you come down on a map, and if you play things like XCOM or um, uh, Fire Emblem stuff like that, it, it has a similar layout to it, which is you have a set of characters. They all have like you know like RPG characters. So they have different abilities. Some are ranged characters. Some are close up characters. Okay. You yeah. know, some have like kind of magic to them in, in a way. And you you have those characters, and you, you get to pick your roster before you go into each mission, so you can decide who you want to bring with you. Okay. Um, much like those games, well, it's permadeath. So if a character dies, they're just dead for the the rest of the game. Hmm. There's no oh. yeah. Huh. There there's there's no going back unless you like reboot or something like that. So I would do that repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the problem is the game saves immediately. <gasps> when, really? when, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't cope with that. Uh, yeah, so you literally that. have to. You, you could quit in the middle of a mission, right? And quit out and go back in, but you have to replay this mission, right? And sometimes the missions take you know twenty, thirty minutes. So oh, I could. I just couldn't cope with the permadeath thing. <laughs> like I, I just can't. Yeah. I don't like having to have consequences to my actions. <laughs> and just don't ever too... make a hardcore character in Diablo. <laughs> yeah, right. Is that I'd be too upset. Yeah. I have one. I've got to seventy, and I've never touched her since. <laughs> exactly. So there's a so. And as you, you get plucked down on a map, and it's a fantasy setting, plunked down on a map, you are, say, a medieval setting. I don't know how fantasy it is. It's a little bit fantasy, but you get plunked down, and you make your way through this map, and you move, and you have, like, action points. So you, you select a character, and it gives you, like, a... Basically, it tells you your movement area. So if, And it has two levels to it. So it makes it easier than a lot of, kind of, some other of these games where you have to be a little more precise about it, but it, it goes like, okay, if you move within this yellow sphere, you can move and then attack. At, 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 at you have okay. you have two you have two action points mm-hmm. so you you can move and then attack from here if you want to or you can do it any other kind of action if you if you move to this white space you you do, that's it you've used both your action points and you have to wait till your next turn right um, very simple laid out like that now if there's a character if there's an enemy in that white space you can attack them from when when on your move to them um but you just don't get two separate chances to do something yeah. uh range characters they have a ve- i mean it's co- very long range like basically i'm not sure of the i don't know i don't know if it's i'm sure it's exact but i can't really tell by looking at the maps because they're not necessarily grid based but like if you're if you have a like a like a bow and arrow character and you see an enemy far off you just scroll over the enemy and it will tell you whether or not you can shoot it and it will give you like a percentage where you can hit it or not and, and stuff like that um and it's just about like you know you you want to defeat the enemies and kind of conquer whatever right. battlefield that you're on um not the su- overall point of the game so the story this is what this is where i want this is this is that's the, that's kind of the basic mechanics of the game when yeah. you're in gameplay right uh what's really cool about the game is that basically you play as the king of, of this this land and the massive chalice is kind of like this mystical object it's literally a massive chalice it's like it's i don't know how big it is but it's like it's jack is having a hard time keeping it together <laughs> yeah it's like two times the size of a person kind of thing you know um like people could swim in it if they if they wanted to uh <laughs> it's just getting worse yeah so picturing this like royal pool party and it talks to you it has two voices and it talks to you oh my God. one a woman one a man right um and basically you're a king and you kind of 
they're using kind of their magic to kind of keep you alive, and you're going to be alive for a really, really long time. Um, and so it's a really long game as far as, you know, what you want to do. So basically, you have all these territories, and there's like this encroaching evil that w- that wants to come in and, and take over your area. Yeah. Um, and so what you have to do is you have your, you have your kind of your, your soldiers, and you have to set up... Um, basically keeps uh, you can set up keeps on on these other territories your, part of your territory and what happens is this is where you grow kind of new soldiers to fill in the ranks after your soldiers die um but in order to breed new soldiers you have to retire old soldiers and marry them together and they and they breed a, a kid oh for you God. and then when that kid turns that's 15 crazy. they become they become part of your that's wow. cool they become part of your army yeah so and each one of them has stat has stat not only stats but traits so it's almost they go like okay so they're nearsighted they can't really see it's like rogue legacy yeah so oh, it's just about to say yes that, yeah. it is like yeah. that except you're breeding them together so you know <laughs> so you, don't breed the two with IBS yes that's the okay. thing what do you yeah. do with like the bad breed you just throw them in the river well here's the thing here's the thing about it is that it's a, it's a weird push pull right because you're, you 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 have a two, you have a two pronged kind of thing going on you have this really long game where basically in between battles you kind of hit fast forward and it just kind of like takes right. you years and years and years right. forward and so people are your soldiers are getting older and, and the people that you're the kids that are having are getting older and they're coming up to fill up your army right um and what happens is during this time the enemy attacks and they always attack in two places and you can only fight one of the areas off Huh, you okay. cannot, you want, you have to choose. Right. And like the beginning, it's easy because you're like, okay, I have a keep in this area. I need to defend this area. I'm going to f- fight off this thing in this area. Right. But then what happens when you also have a keep in that other area? You have to kind of choose like, okay, which, like, which house, like speaking Game of Thrones terms, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. C- which house is producing better spawn? Which is one wow. I can afford to lose more than the other one, you know? Yeah. That's great. So it's like short term things like a civilization yeah, building over. It's the exactly top of what it. it's like. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and and but it comes to this point where you're like, okay, well, I really need like new soldiers, but like, you know, I have these like these two or th- these two really great soldiers in my army and I have to fight battles, you know, while this is right. while they're going on. But I also need new soldiers. But so you don't want to retire the good ones, or do you? Exactly. You have to make a, you have to right. a, you have to make a choice. You have to decide. Well, okay, am I going to take you know these two great warriors and retire them so they can breed more great warriors? So you can like prepare for your future, but you have to like be prepared to deal with the consequences in the short term. Right. Exactly. Or do you use them because they are right. they are good at what they do? Exactly. And you're looking at you like you're, and you're really in a lot of ways you're trying to breed out defects <laughs> from, from your people. This is amazing. It's just got it's gone from like turn-based strategy game to genocide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's not genocide, but you're really but, but you're thinking like okay, I, Hitler's massive challenge. I was going to say. Yeah. No, yeah, you don't you don't, you're not killing. You're not killing the ones that aren't great. You're just breeding them out. You're like just a not, race of you're, dogs. you're just not marrying them. They're staying in your service <laughs> for a really long time. So amazing. And, but it also becomes thing where like also there's a point where like um like there's like two levels of society, right? You're yeah. good enough to breed for this me. Game you're just not got really dark. Exactly. All yeah. of a sudden. Go to war and die. I'm yeah. not breeding you. And the point is, like, as the king, like, you're, you're like the, the, the massive house is like you, like you can see like the battlefield like through our mystical eyes or whatever. So right. you're controlling where these soldiers go, yeah. but you're not actually in any danger. Is kind of the point of the right. whole thing, right? So, um, so it's really interesting, right? Because you, and then the other part of it is like your soldiers get older as the years go by, right? And they get 
less fertile as the years go by. Oh my God. You even have to think about that. Yeah. So <laughs> so you have to retire the female soldiers at 35, but the yeah, men yeah, can yeah, fight yeah, till 50. Yeah. There's right? a medieval insight. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's like not as like, you know, um, it, they have very like set like age periods. Like it's like when they're really young, they're really fertile, obviously. But then as they get older, like they get a little less fertile. But it's not like when they turn thirty, they're done. It's like right. <laughs> I, I I had absolutely zero like interest in this game. Yeah. yeah, like when he first said this, mm. I was like just laughing at the mm. title. Now I'm fascinated. Yeah, so it's fascinating because <laughs> this is what happened yeah. to me because I didn't realize that all this stuff going on. Right. I, it's the by the way, it's the free game on Xbox Live Gold oh, this sweet. month. All right, I'll be grabbing um, that then. Uh, and I, I I started playing it intending to play like a half an hour just to see what it was like. I ended up playing for like two and a half hours because I was just like engrossed. which is a big chunk for you, right? You don't yeah at a time. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Please, sir. I don't want to work in the stables. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, there's no, there's no stable life. It's either you're fighting a war, yeah, or or you're breeding. That's like the two things right. you can do in this world: fighting or fucking. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Amazing. So, and then this point, where, like, I, I was playing right, and yes, I, I got to my first like time where the first kind of like <laughs> keep had like their first child. And I had retired two really good soldiers, so she right. was like an awesome warrior. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you're going into the like, you know, you're going into the into battle. Right. She died <gasps> immediately. No. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, immediately, because I was facing a new set of enemies, and this is part of the thing too, where it's like, um, and this is this is the thing about turn-based strategy games. If you've never played them before, yeah. Things can be going wonderfully, and <laughs> yes. then you make like one mistake, and everything just it, starts oh, it ruins goes everything, to right? shit. Yeah. And so there were these enemies that exploded. When they, their attack was they exploded and left like corrosive damage. Right. And this, the girl just like, she got hit by the corrosive damage. And then I, I didn't realize like, um, she was also by like this plant that looks a little bit nefarious, but I was like, okay, it's my turn now. I'll move this other person away. Right. And then what I didn't realize was, (laughs) um, that this girl who had been hit by the corrosive damage had gotten like knocked, like knocked kind of silly. Right. So she couldn't move. She was knocked out for a round. But I was like, okay, she's out of the cross damage. She'll be fine. Yeah. The next round starts. The plant she's saying to explodes and she <laughs> dies. So here's the good thing. Here's the, I mean, the God game. damn it. 20 years of breeding. Now yeah, I know. <laughs> I will say that the, 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 the reason she's still alive for me now only because of this. And this is kind of a detriment to the game. Is that yeah. it, it has a couple of bugs that I've noticed so far. At one point, the music kind of cut out. Uh, and I had to kind of go back to the Xbox. I just hit the menu button and go back, and it was back again. That's right. not a big deal, which is whatever. After I won the battle, but she had died. I think I think actually two people had died. Right. And I was like, okay, let me. And you can look over like their stats. And they did. I went to click on her stats, and it just the game froze. Like it was like it couldn't resolve. Like wow. dead player trying to look at stats. Oh, game no. froze. Rebooted me right into that battle. And right. I was like, amazing. She's still alive. But then I lost somebody else at the end. Who was really good. Like right. my best like archer died at the end of the battle. I was like, I don't even know if this was worth the trade-off. <laughs> but then, so I go to the next battle, right? And you go in and it's like, okay, pick your area. Okay, I'm going to fight this area. And um, I was like, okay, I have these two soldiers. One of the, well, this guy's like 53. And when they're like in their 50s, all of them, they're, it's like the prime battle time for them. It's like when they're at their best. Oh, Battle wow. time, yeah. Um, because, I mean, they don't start till they're 15. So it's like, I, I don't know exactly how they work. But once, once... I think it's like the very precipitous drop. So once I get past that, right. it's like down really quickly. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do one more mission with these guys. And then I'm going to send these two people and they're going to go make, make a baby. Because I told them to. One of them died <laughs> during the mission. And then I had nobody like good to breed them with. Right. So I had to pick so somebody kind of uh, shitty right. to breed and them then, with. Yeah, because otherwise that other person is just going to retire out and yeah. not be good. Be, yeah, it'll be done. Yeah. So I... So, so there's so much more to this game than I realized. So cool. I'm picturing the person that's doing the breeding 
like waiting outside the main gate of the castle and the soldiers are exiting out. <laughs> like, exactly. yeah, well, yep, good luck with that. Yeah. The king's <laughs> ordered me to just have sex exactly. all day. Yeah, yeah. You two get on with it. You have a limp. Go back to the front line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's like, there's, there's deep systems too. They do a very good job though um, of explaining it. You know, they like they, the tutorial is good and, and they give you a good idea. Like whenever you want to build something, it's much like if you were played a civilization game, you have to like research it and it takes years for you to build something. So yeah. you, you have like, I think it's like eight land, little land provinces that you can put like keeps on and stuff like that. And when you put one on, um, you know, you have to like, it takes like 10 years or something for them to finish building this castle. So you really have to kind of plan out in advance. Like if I'm going to retire somebody like, okay, they're 30 now, like, or they're 40 now, like in 10 years when this keep is done, I'm going to put those two in that keep. Right. Um, because it, you have to kind of keep that in mind as you're playing. Through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And every time you, every time you install something, like you build something, the next time you build it, it takes longer to build it. So, like, why? Just because it's like one of those things where it's like as you level kind of up and things as mm-hmm. things become more dense, it takes longer for things to build. Research right. takes longer. Um, it's not on the regular keeps; they pretty much stay the same. But um, but it's also like every other game like that where like. Oh, yeah, the, if you get more complicated, it takes... Like, yeah, you know. the first 10 years of the game go by like that. Right. And then, But there's like... You, you last for like 300 years, so it's like yeah. the time gets uncompressed a little bit when it goes. But there's also like other types. like, And you can re- you don't just research buildings. You can research new weapons. You can, you can look for new soldiers. You have a whole list of things you can decide to research. But you can only research one thing at one time. Right. So you'd really have to choose what you want to do. Hmm. And there's also different kinds of keeps. Like there's one that's like not a breeding one. It's almost like a monk place where it's like they just <laughs> they just they just like they go there to train right. soldiers and on the, and they could output or one outputs weapons or one outputs whatever so if there's people you don't really want to breed you can kind of install them as like you know grand meister of this like so basically place. like you're really clever but not much of a looker so you, exactly. you're going off to the monastery <laughs> exactly really interesting really fun uh game that i just i was Blown away by kind of the deeper aspects of, of that kind of relationship. Well, like I said, I had no interest in this game until I heard you talk about it. And now I'm like, oh, mm. I think I'm going to check this out and be a god for the afternoon. <laughs> I don't have gold anymore. Oh, oh you like, don't? No, no, oh. I haven't had gold for Bummer. ages. Well, it's 20 bucks if, if you want if you want to get it uh, regular price okay. on Xbox Live. And it's also yeah. on PC. All right. Cool. Uh, very cool game, though. Massive Chalice. I highly recommend it. Just keep saying that. Massive chalice. See, Neither one of those words is dirty, so I don't understand. I know. I don't understand it either. Mm. Just saying. Where okay. was Jackie when uh, Brian Woods the Massive was yeah. coming out every month? <laughs> but does it, does it need word. a does it need a modifier though? Like um, uh, uh, not a modifier. It it is the modifier. Yeah. What's the what's the word called that the modifier modifies? Oh God, I don't know. Come on, Jackie, you're smart. There's <laughs> Brian when you need him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what yeah. it's called. I have no idea. The article? I don't remember. Yeah, oh. I think it's called the article. As in the chalice and the massive. Yeah. How they relate to each other. Well, the I don't know. Mod- you know, the massive yeah. modifies the article. I'm not sure if I would find just the word massive funny. Mm. Just the two of them together, just mm. for some reason, made me giggle like a five-year-old. Mm. Okay. <laughs> the regression Moving is strong on. with this right. one. Oh yes, it is. So uh, tell me a little bit about Splatoon. Yeah, Splatoon. Speaking of funny yes. words, um, yes. Splatoon is a third-person multiplayer shooter from Nintendo, uh, and it deals uh, in territory battle. Is basically with the the main multiplayer mode is a territory battle thing where basically you have three minutes and there's uh, five people per side, uh, or five four people per side sorry and you have to cover the map in as much of your ink as possible and whoever covers uh the map in the most ink wins um and uh you're like a squid squid 
boy and squid yes, girl. Yes. It's like a you hybrid. You turn from person to squid Wait, and you back again, Swim right? through your ink. Yeah. Uh, there's also a single player mode um, that is kind of basically a set of like levels where you use kind of those um, techniques, but it's not just against bots. It's actually like single player like Nintendo. Almost, you know. Is it any good? Because I've heard like mixed reviews. No, it's, I think it's really player. good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, like all Nintendo stuff, it starts out really simple and then begins to ramp up as you get as you get to the end hmm. of it. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Like they're not just like bot matches. It's very much like it's like if it's like Mario, but with like you know shooting and paint mechanics rather right. than platforming. How much? Like how much have you played of each like single player versus multi? Uh, I played more multiplayer than single player. Single player, I probably played about. Uh, two hours. Are you going up against strangers or uh, do you have a community? Uh, strangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I mean, and honestly, like, I have some people, like, I know uh, Brad, my friend Brad has the game. We haven't got a chance to play together yet, but um, I just play against strangers. There's, like we said before, we talked about before, there's no voice chat, um, which is totally fine for me when I'm not playing with anybody I know because... Uh, I don't want to hear anybody talking anyway. But that's that's the crux of the argument yeah. that's been with this game, isn't it? Is that when you're playing with strangers, I totally agree with yeah. you. No voice chat, fantastic. But when you do want to play with Brad and you can't talk to him... Well, I'll just put him on Skype on my phone and put my headphones on. <laughs> I know there's ways around it because, yeah. you know, quite often if we're playing, if I'm playing something on Xbox, yeah. I'll have my PlayStation chat on because yeah. I don't like using the Xbox mm. one. So it's kind of the same. Yeah. But, but how much does it take away from the game to not have that voice chat? In game for me, wow. um, it doesn't take away very much at all because the for like the few times that I'll actually play with Brad, um, it, it's it's you know it, it's it's not a big deal to me. Right. And also like there's a strategic element to the game to covering with ink, but really, I mean the game you play with the gamepad and the gamepad has um, it shows you the map on the screen below and you can see like where your your ink is and, and and where it's not and where you can go. And what's cool too is like once you respawn if after after you. Uh, I don't think they want to. They would call it die in Nintendo uh, right, terms. Right. Whatever they call it, um, after you ink um, expire, <laughs> expire, uh, you can just tap on like your player, like a teammate on the front lines, and your player will automatically like leap to the okay. to the front lines right. to, to, to fight hmm. that person. Because um, I've heard that I've again reading articles. Mm. I've heard this a few different strategies about people will some people will go after the other players but if you don't go after the other players and you just concentrate on you know trying to control your territory mm. that's a different strategy yeah and that's the really good thing about the game is that y- y- there's two things you can do the main objective of the game is not to go after other players right. it helps because when you eliminate other players they can't they're not putting ink on the ground it's anymore it's almost like a power play right you yeah. eliminate someone and then there's more of you to try and paint while they're absolutely respawning. absolutely but the main object of the game is to just cover as much territory and ink as possible and i gotta tell you people who don't completely ink their 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 base are monsters like the people who just like because like honestly like i've i have played battles because at the end, of the end of the game this little like cat not little cat it's a big fat cat stands on the top <laughs> of like the score bar and and he kind of like the scores like try to start to move right and it, it, they, they go to like 26 percent each and then it like you know there's so like a like, ooh, ooh, and then it goes boom <laughs> and it shows you who won right. and it's like good guys bad guys and you're right. always a good guys the person you're facing are always the bad guys i've we, i literally won a battle 50 uh, by 0.1 percent like it was like 50 it was like 49.1 to 49 percent wow like we won we won the game um so every little like inch can matter yeah so like what i do is i basically the round starts and you you're, you come up with this little pod and like there's a little bit of space behind the pod usually that and then everything in front right right 
I, I immediately jump out of the pod and go behind the pod and start inking, 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 Because inking, that's inking, a inking, nice inking, little free yes. place to grab before you even start the round properly. Exactly. Right? And you want to, yeah. and for me, like the key to winning is blanketing. That's what everyone needs to come out Bl- doing. Yeah. Right? Blanketing yeah. the time. And now there are different strategies because they're different weapons, right? There is like a, like, like a kind of like automatic gun kind of that shoots ink. There's this big paint roller thing yeah. that really kind of like splats huge swaths, swaths of, right. of ink. And it's also very powerful. Like it's like a one hit kill if you can get somebody with it. Um, <laughs> but you have to be really close to, to hit him with. Again, uh, it sounds really bad. Like you said, Nintendo don't say yeah, kill. Yeah, I know. So a one hit, hit, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. a one hit kill with my giant paint roller. Yeah, uh, really cool. There's like a sniper rifle kind of variant stuff like that. So there's all, all different right. ways you can play it. Hmm. And uh, you know, you just have to figure out what you want to do and how you want to play the game. And you know, for, but for me, it's you. You want to because when the team I played maybe three or four hours of the multiplayer and the three minute match lengths, which when I played in kind of the test fire stuff I thought was too short is really, I think the perfect amount of time because right. any shorter, it would just be too manic and any longer you would kind of, it'd become like a, like just like a war of attrition. It'd be like, Oh, okay. We got 51% now. Like we have to like yeah. this guy dies and then we get in it back and forth, back and forth, back and right. forth for too much. Three minutes. is like, you have to just, there, there's nothing you can do but go for your objective. You yeah, can't, there's no, yeah. there's no anything else you can do. Well, I have a question for mm-hmm. you because the only reason really I'd get this game, um, cause I've got too much on my plate to play a, another one-player game mm-hmm. right now. So the only reason I get it would be to play it with Luke. Yeah. So is there a one-on-one local yes. multiplayer? Yes. Is it worth playing? Ooh, I did not know. I that. hear it's. I, I haven't played it because I don't. I haven't played anybody one-on-one. But I hear it's sort of like uh, battle mode in uh, Mario Kart was. Okay. Um, it's like a one-on-one. One person looks at the gamepad and one person looks at the TV. And there's like uh, like objectives you have to hit, like balloons you have to pop and, right. and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I think I don't actually. I don't want to say this because I don't know. I don't know if you can play two players on the same console. And then that, go online. Yeah, I don't that, know. For sure. That was actually going to be my next question: is whether so, me and Luke could jump into a room. I, I and would. Play I would be very surprised I have to look if that. they allowed you. To I do mean, that. you can do that in Mario Kart. You can do that in can Smash you? Brothers. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, I, I don't see. I mean, I don't know because the thing about it is the only reason I think it might not be that way is because when you play the multiplayer, you have to play. I mean, you play the whole game. You have to play on the gamepad. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't think it would be like that, but it could. It could be. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But the game is so much fun. Those matches are just great fun. Um, the, uh, the the game looks great. The colors are awesome. It's so vibrant and just so alive w- w- with stuff. The the single player I played so far has been a lot of fun. I heard I've heard the the final boss battle is awesome, like really awesome. Hmm. Um, it feels like a Nintendo game, you know, right. and it, and it doesn't feel like a Nintendo game all at the same time. It feels like them taking their their kind of quirky but always really meticulous design to a genre they've never taken it to before. Uh, the only thing I'll say about the game, you know, right now the amount of stuff in the game is thin, uh, you know, at a certain point, like, you know, the multiplayer, I think there's like five or six multiplayer maps there. I think they added one. They added one this week actually. And they have plans to add them and just all, all through the summer. But right now there's only five or six multiplayer maps. And what it does do, which I think is cool too, because one of the things it doesn't allow you to do, which is kind of a detriment is you can't change your loadout during a during a match or in between matches if you stay in like the same loop like the right, same lobby right. loop so if you pick like your machine gun variant you have to stay with that the, the whole time until you back mm. out and ba- go back in it doesn't take very long to go out and go back but in it's still it's still something that you'd like to be able to just do on the fly yes but but the way they kind of get around that is every two hours they kind of cycle through two maps so you know what two maps you're going to play on regardless 
of, of what weapon you have. So you can be like, oh, okay, there's a skate park level, which the roller doesn't really work very well in the skate park level because there's too many weird like dips and dots. There's not a lot of flat surfaces. Right. So you go, okay, I'm not going to bring my roller into this one. I'm going to bring this other thing into it. So that's good about it as well. Um, uh, and the other thing, so there's not a lot of maps, not a lot of modes um, yet. And the single player probably lasts about six hours total. So you have right. to really kind of, if, if it's worth it to you or not, the main player mode is so fun that it's totally worth it to me. Uh, and there's tons of customization, tons of gear. Like basically you're buying clothes and that is kind of your perks. Yeah. So you're buying a hat or, and you're, or you know, you're buying a headgear or like, you know, a shirt and, and pants and they all have like different perks on them. So they make your, your ink regeneration faster. They make mm-hmm. your, they make, you know, your special last longer. They make right. whatever. Um, and those things are cool. It's a lot of cool customization. Remember there used to be large pots of uh, Super Mario Sunshine where you had to like paint stuff. Oh yeah. Right, you had to cover it I with love water. Sunshine. Apparently, yeah, I loved that game. The, the initial concept for this game was like a follow-up to that game. Like oh, its cool. initial like seed yeah. of an idea. Yeah. Kind of had that flood type of idea to it and it quickly changed but that was the original germ of the idea. Yeah, because that was great. Cool. You used to have to like color in the painting or the like yeah. outline. Yeah, right, that game catches a, a lot of flack. I loved it. Oh, I loved it too. I it, it was so, so bright and colorful and pretty. <sighs> it yeah. controlled like garbage it, oh, the I know, controls I were pretty it. shitty but I yeah it. i still enjoyed it yeah delfino island <laughs> yes oh oh such memories the isle oh. delfino <laughs> uh but yes yeah, splatoon awesome. is great and i definitely recommend it i mean i think that if even if even if you and luke can't play together online the match the matches are three minutes long yeah so that you could sit there and like we can just switch, switch off. off yeah uh and it's it's just a ton of fun it's not gonna be good for your ego no. Oh, you know what? I, my ego took the major bashing when he had to talk me through how to get through the puzzles in limbo. <laughs> and then when he went to bed and I realized that I couldn't play any more of the game because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> that was already my ego was down. Uh, I will say, um, by default, the motion control stuff is on. And I've heard people who just, they love it. They think it's great. And they think it lets them aim a lot faster. Um, for me, I just couldn't. Are you tilting to aim your gun? You tilt to um, up and down. Okay. Uh, or it's like, it's one of the one of the axes you use the stick for. One of them you use to like you know move the thing around. Yeah. I don't uh, some like people that. really love it. They say you can go really really quick. I couldn't get used to it because I kept trying to hit the stick to move my head, right. and then I would like realize oh I gotta move the thing. You have to put th- through the tutorial with the motion controls on, so you can kind of see whether or not you're gonna like it. you're gonna like it or not. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is people have said they've gotten used to it, that they've done much better in multiplayer than some other people have done <laughs> because they use it. I switched it back to the regular stick configuration relatively yeah, but quickly. Maybe if you put a little bit of time into just getting yes. used to it, it's probably a good way of going. Yeah, but I thought it was great. I mean, I, it's just it's a ton of fun to like lay lay in my bed and play like a couple matches of Splatoon. You know, I can play I can play ten matches in a half an hour basically. Um, the matchmaking for me, like I think I got dropped once from right, from, a, from a lobby other yeah. than that it's been pretty seamless for like a, yeah i mean it hasn't been out long right a week and a half. uh not even a week and a half it came out yeah. on friday right so not even a week yet yeah it and what's cool about it when you're waiting for a lobby they have like a little like mini game you can play on the game oh, pad that is fantastic that's oh my cool. god that's called great. squid jump you just jump you're trying to jump a squid up these like platforms and that's it it's like a little like nintendo looking game but and, it, and you're playing through it, and once you get mashed in the lobby and, and they're ready to go, it, it saves your little oh, squid awesome. game, and then when you're waiting that. again, it just picks right back up. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. my God. If you could do that in the like 10-minute uh, matchmaking for Crucible, <laughs> that'd be great. It's cool. The, you know that those were not allowed for a while because uh, Namco or something had like a patent on like like kind of load screen oh, really? uh, minigames. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I guess that expired. It expired, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't, Wasn't like Geometry Wars part of that at one point? No. 
No, well, I don't think so. I forget where that came from. It was like a mini game from a, a driving game. It was no, it was that was on that was like a it was like included on the disc for Go- Project Gotham Racing. That's it. Um, when the Xbox 360 launched. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think you might have sold me on Splatoon. It's I was so excited for it, and then I heard and then it like, just waned. Right? Yeah, like I heard yeah. like weird things about it, and I got really nervous. But now, now I'm uh, actually pretty excited to play it again. Fucking Batman coming out <laughs> in like two weeks. Oh, so I'm getting so three stressed weeks. Three about weeks, three weeks. Yeah, I'm already at that point where again it's like it's a pathetic thing to complain about. But I'm so into The Witcher. I'm trying oh, yeah. to play a bit more Destiny. I'm like, fucking Elder Scrolls is out next week, and I've given it zero thought until this point. Don't yeah. worry about Elder Scrolls. Oh, well, I can't. How speaking can I of not Elder worry? Scrolls, we're actually we're getting a little bit of pressure to come up with a guild name. We need to. Well, when does that game come out? I think it's next week, right? Next Tuesday, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I think so. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's already been out for a year and I a half know, on the PC. But I was reading a big article <laughs> about like all the changes and the differences between the PC and the console version, mm-hmm, and they've right. improved things. And I still want to play. You know, it's not going to be Skyrim, though, I right? Know. Okay, I just want to. I just want I've to got be... the Witcher to like scratch that itch. <laughs> no, the Witcher is scratching that itch for me. Okay. So mm-hmm. yeah, Elder Scrolls is like just. It's actually I've never been interested in playing MMOs before, and this is like I'm gonna. This is the closest aesthetically. And like thematically, that I'll get to something I want to play. You know, like all all MMOs are like fantasy, right? Yeah, but I was so deep into Skyrim that like the names and the places and that you know all of that I want to get back into. And so this for me seems like a good entrance point for this style of game. You get to see other uh, other worlds too, other lands in 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 the Elder Scrolls mythos, Morrowind and and Tamriel. Yeah, yeah. My um, I can't remember the name of it. I wish I could. My friend Mike right now is playing some kind of uh mmo from japan that there's a russian version that you can actually get a conversion to convert it into english that i was watching him play the other day and i mean if you want to say the game looks like a full-blown anime at all times in like total 100 percent quality it is ridiculous mm-hmm. the character roster is like 16 different classes and the wow. the graphics and the fluidity of the combat is just massively impressive. I can't run it. He can, mm-hmm. but I'll get the name of it for maybe next week. But holy shit, this thing is awesome! So it's coming. It's coming over here. It's mm-hmm. gonna, there's going to be an official American release, um, but it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. There's like a character that throws cats, and like all the cats are magic, <laughs> and like they they transform and do all these crazy yeah, things. It find looks out amazing. what it's called. And uh, yeah, I will. It's it's. Out. He told me like three times, and I just I'm I'm exhausted right now. I, I forget. Why well, I say like you were saying about you know people have asked us about the you know Elder Scrolls. Well, the I mean, why don't but, you just call it Talking Games? Oh, absolutely. That's probably what, I was what say. it's going to exactly be. Exactly like yeah, the why, Destiny one. It's yeah, just be Talking do it. Games. Because people don't get confused. People can find yeah. you. Yeah. Don't yeah. get don't get oh, all yeah. clever. No, it's going to be Talking <laughs> Games. I can't I can't go clever. You're fine. Um, but I would say. Right as of now, I'm not really planning on picking it up straight away when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday afternoon, if I get paid, that might change. If? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's always a very much an if, if I get paid. That was what it was like when I worked at the guitar shop. Yeah. So I get paid sometimes and other times I don't for a while and then I do and who knows. But anyway, if I happen to get paid next week, I All might right. get that urge to go, you know, impulse buy it. All right. Well, for those who, who are curious, when we uh, when we are playing Elder Scrolls or for those of us that choose to play it, um, the guild name will be Talking Games. It's oh, just I also want to hear from people as well about what system they're planning on playing it on. Okay. Mostly. I'd like to get a little poll to see who's playing on what. So I would I assume can... PS4. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm veering towards PS4, um, but I'd like to hear what everyone else is playing on too. Mm. Okay. 
Well, you guys can, um, if you're interested in playing, you're interested in playing with us, you can always uh, tweet us uh, at Talking Games. Underscore games. Underscore games. <laughs> See, I've been away for too long. <laughs> I'm going to totally screw up the end when I have to read off all the stuff. Um, all right, so I haven't been here for at least two weeks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've at played least. some games in my in my downtime. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time in Canada and kind of hiding out, and uh, can never get away from Diablo for too long. Uh, I won't talk your ear off about it, but I actually did do something. Um, and I've said this every time that I bring up the game. I love the fact that as much as I've played it, and we're saying we're talking hundreds of hours by now. It has to be. I'm still finding new content and new things to do that I've never done, and I think that's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, this past week, my girlfriend and I were playing, and we discovered one of the yellow uh, treasure goblins. And she had been telling me about this particular goblin for weeks now, and as I've played it more than she has, except she's played it more since the new content has come out, so she's seen all these things. And we went into this place called The Vault, and when she played, she played on like, I don't know, expert difficulty. And what happens is when you go into the vault, there's all these different piles of loot on the ground. And there's some enemies too. But as you're going through the level, all you have to do is touch these piles and they explode. And they explode into either massive amounts of gold or new treasure goblins that you can then hunt down. And you keep going into mm-hmm. these portals. So you're going into portal after portal after portal. And you're hunting them down and stuff like that. And it's really fast paced and it's really cool. There's no time limit. So you can take your time with it, which is really nice. Yeah. But... Um, so she walked away when she found it with uh, 7 million gold. 7 million gold is a nice haul for doing for one, one thing, thing right? Yeah. So finally, we found this this treasure goblin and like the portal opens. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, we found it. And she's like punching me in the arm. She's like, you get to see the vault. You're going to all right. I'm like, cool. <laughs> so we go in, we go into the vault. There's a unique boss at the end that I had never fought before. Took forever to beat him. And at the end, um, maybe, I, eh, maybe I shouldn't spoil it again. Hmm. Something really funny happens at the end, and he kind of, he's damaged, but you can keep damaging him in a very comical way. Um, so we go through this whole thing. He drops, he dropped like 16 legendaries, several set items, and it was beautiful. Like just lights all over the, the stage. I'd seen screenshots of this kind of thing, but I'd never encountered it myself. So we go back to town, and she's like, <laughs> dog is making some yeah, weird yeah. noises. Um <laughs> <laughs> she's like, like she's she's going she's like all right before you go into your inventory she's like i got so much gold the last time now she got seven million we were playing on i believe torment four when we did this i got 57 million gold <laughs> just for this one run i upgraded all of my gems in my inventory which is a lot hundreds of hours worth of stuff and still have like 37 million left over. So I never have to worry about gold ever again Sweet. in that game. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. My barbarian is disgusting right now. I'm like 132 paragon levels beyond 70. So I've, Wow, I got I, to like 70 and, and haven't gone back. Well, that was I my goal because I was finishing up playing that game when Destiny came out. And I remember I got Destiny in yes. the mail from Amazon and I was like, I'm not starting it until yeah. I beat Diablo. Yeah. Exactly. It's, and it's just so funny though because it's almost like Destiny has that soft cap at 20 mm-hmm. and then you're, you're you know, mm. farming and farming and trying to get nailed to 33. 
Diablo is like 60 hours of gameplay to get to their soft cap of 70. Yeah. Yeah. And it's insane. And then the game actually takes off. Yeah. Like that's when everything comes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm one trophy away. I have to do 500 bounties. I'm at 253. So I'm more than halfway there. But every single character that I own or have in the game is 70 or above. And they've all right. been like all the Paragon levels have been allocated. Mm. So like every character that I have is just like they breathe on you when you die. <laughs> so it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, we're t- trying tonight. We're trying to go to Torment 5 and then eventually push it to 6 to try and get the keystones and get the Hellfire ring and all I'll, kinds I'll of stuff. I'll go back one day. You've got one so day. many gifts in your mailbox. <laughs> and honestly, it gets it, a little thing that pisses me off a bit about the game is that finding the new items is a bit rough that the only things that have really been beneficial to me in the last couple of weeks have been gifts that I've gotten in the mail. Right. Mm. Right. Um, but you know, it's just, there's something about that game. There's something communal about that game that just speaks to me. And I, I, I never get bored of it. I keep playing. That's it. what I was like with Skyrim. And then yeah. I backed myself into a horrible OCD corner <laughs> and now I can never go back because mm. I got 666 hours and, mm-hmm. And 74 out of 75 achievements. <sighs> so I'm like, oh, if I go in and get that last achievement, I'm going to ruin that hour count. What do you do? You go right? in, you, What do you I, do? I'm sorry. If you played that many hours, you should have all the achievements. <laughs> no, because you have to play. I was, I was missing the vampire one, which oh. is like an add-on. It was an add-on in the DLC. Yeah, but it must I'd be, have to go only... through and like you have to like fully level up a vampire, mm-hmm. thing, which I never liked mm-hmm. that part of the game anyway. Yeah. But now I'm like, I don't think I'll ever go back. And I just have to live with the fact that I got 74 out of 75. No, you'll, be, you'll be moving you on. You got a cool games. hour point, hour count though. Right? That's what I mean. Yeah. I, I kind of want to keep that hour count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, wow. So what else did I play? Uh, I got the Towerfall DLC, the Dark World stuff. Any um, good? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 10 new characters. I've found three of them so far. There's, you know, all kinds of little like level achievements and stuff like that. Um, there's now three modes of play as far as difficulty. There's normal, expert, and then legendary. I couldn't do half those levels on normal. Legendary is no so way. hard. <laughs> it's yeah. so hard. I actually watched a video of somebody going after the final boss on legendary. And my girlfriend was on the phone and I'm watching it. And I just like, I couldn't even speak. I just looked at her and I'm like pointing at the screen. I'm like, do you? see this she's like you're never gonna be able to do that like you watch me i'll do it me and luke were trying to play through that game i don't Uh think we ever got to the end of it with a normal and honestly it got to the point where i had to tell him i couldn't play it anymore because i couldn't physically play it without cursing right i was like you sat right next to me i can't be like (laughs) effing i'm blind and i was like i'm sorry we just we can't play this (laughs) um so i mean like i needed something simple i needed something familiar to play like my head was not in a good space and i'm like oh towerfall so I wish, I really wish that I was in the mood to stream because I was a monster. Like I <laughs> went through it in no time. I went through at least three or four of the levels without like having to continue, without anything, like pulling like sweet moves all nice. over the place. I'm like, damn it, everybody should have watched this. I should have <laughs> And as soon this. as you do stream it, you'll just die over oh, It happens over. to me all the time. Yep. <laughs> it happened to me with Bloodborne a lot where I would play by myself and I would be the king and then I'd go online and be like, all right, let's do this. And I die. But um, no, I enjoyed it. It was cool. Some of the new arrows are neat. There's uh, oh, yeah. there's one the arrow. Ones? What's that? Are they fun? Yeah. There's one arrow that uh, it's hysterical because you shoot it and it's got um, like a push button timer on it, like right. a detonator. Right. So you can shoot it into a wall and leave it there and then go and do something else and then wait for somebody to be over there. And you, they, cause the game no, is I... so frantic, you forget about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wait till they're over there and I just beep, poof, it, <laughs> everything explodes. 
and you just cursing. That was a very and... good sound effect, by the way. I like that. <laughs> I, I can I can do better, but uh, I'll work on it. Um, but yeah, I mean the the new level designs are cool. Some of the conditions, the bosses are fun. Um, they're a little simple, but that's again, I was playing on normal. I didn't do yeah, uh, expert or legendary. Yeah. But um, I mean that game continues to be just super fun. No matter how long I've been away from it, I picked it right back up again. And was, you know, smiling and jumping around and having we fun. We have to play that again soon. Because when we first started doing the show, that was like our go-to game that we would all get together yep. and we'd play it before we started recording. I wish that uh, I wish I had an online multiplayer. Like, I understand why yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Because yeah. it's very much a couch-based game. But I just wish it had the option. Yeah. I do, too. To do, yeah. to do online multiplayer. Yeah. yeah, I definitely do as yeah. well. Yeah, no, if that, if that game was online, forget about it. Yeah. That would be every night mm-hmm. that would yeah. be going on. Yeah. Um, but for those wondering, I think it's nine ninety nine. For the content, um, for for what's there, if you enjoyed the first game, there's a lot to enjoy about the extra content. Um, finding the new characters are cool. The designs of them are neat. There's a jester. There's you know the more of like the robed like kind of um, like dark home characters mm-hmm. where their eyes are glowing when they jump and it leaves trails and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, the level conditions they have new uh, mechanics where the the level kind of like turns upside down on you and you know, new weather conditions and, and stuff like that. New enemy types that, oh my God, some of them are such a pain in the ass. Oh, they all were. Yeah, they were all well, terrible. Because yeah, I would always get killed by the stupid ones. Like not even the big ones. I could take care of the big ones. I can't. But those stupid little blobs would drop on my head all the time. <laughs> I hate the ones that after you defeat them, they have like, you know, one last uh, mm. thing that they shoot yes. out before Revenge they die. Revenge bullets. Yeah. yeah. Or the um, the ones that when you kill them, they start to go berserk and they ricochet and bounce all over the place. I die from those more than anything else. Yep. But um, yeah, I mean, going through the portals, coming down from the top of the stage and landing on somebody's head and, you know, like chaining six of those in one yeah. shot. Is this just something so satisfying about oh, it? Oh, so that game's fantastic. It I really is. The levels that you fall through. And you yeah. end up in a chase, yeah. like where you're both falling through and you're trying desperately to land on each other's mm. head and you're just yeah. going through the screen over and over. Yeah. It's hysterical. I was playing with my friend Pete and uh, we were just like, everybody else in the house was sleeping. So we're sitting there like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, like, my worst on one was always, I, the number of times I died because I'd forgotten it was a bramble arrow that I had and I would fire it whilst jumping towards the place I was firing it. <laughs> yep. And then every time. There was um, those arrows that, uh, like the squiggly ones that they bounce all mm-hmm. over the place. Yes. Yeah. Like I've now gotten to the point where I, I, I'm I falling and I can shoot them through one side of the level and nail somebody on the <laughs> other side. I've gotten really good at that. Yeah. So next yeah. time we play, mm-hmm. be yeah. careful. The funny, I remember the funny thing was always Justin shouting at me because I would get distracted. I'd be like, it would be so cool watching what was going on on the screen. Yeah that my character would just be stood there on a ledge because I'm looking at everybody else. And I just remember Justin always screaming at me, what are you doing? What are you even doing? It's like, oh, yeah. I love that game so much. Nice. Um, so in an effort, when we were t- uh, talking about, you know, kind of our uh, resolutions for the year and we said that we were going to play more PC stuff, which the PC stuff has been creeping onto the podcast Absolutely. little by little, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, this year, which I'm... Um, well, um, Rob built his, yeah. and Bobby's been guesting with us lately, and yeah. he's got that nice rig he built. That's awesome. It's just me that's not taking up the resolution. You'll get there. That's yeah. nothing new, is it? So. Um, I picked up a game called Not a Hero, and Not a Hero is... <laughs> the premise of it is that there is a politician named Bunny Lord... And Bunny Lord wants to be like, you know, king of the world. 
and, and show you his massive chalice. No. <laughs> uh, in order to, in order to, to, you know, usurp the position of, of ultimate bunny lord and be like the king of the world and whatever, the president of the world, uh, you have to get rid of all of the other like mob bosses and, you know, kingpins and stuff like that. So you join his bunny army and... <laughs> It is a straight up uh, side scrolling kind of um, like apartment, like going from floor to floor action game. And there's tons of different characters and each character has different conditions. The first character you start off with, funny enough, is named Steve. And he is very much Bruce Willis from Die Hard. And his whole perk is that he's got um, fast reloading and can do this kind of um, like slide and he can like kick your feet out from under you and then execute you and stuff like that. It's really, really violent, but because it's so um, like, it's, it's kind of like that pixel art style Mm -hmm. that it's almost cutesy. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing gross. It's nothing like super vile or anything, but the gameplay is really tight and you have to it's a whole like duck and cover you go into the shadows you come out of the shadows and you shoot and you try to like outrun people um you get all different modifiers for your guns you can send a grenade into a room and watch it explode um jumping and kicking people in the face it's just it's super super ridiculous the presentation of it is is outrageous uh every time you complete a mission you get treated to a better breakfast with the bunny lord like at, like the first mission he'll invite you uh to like a public place for like a mediocre breakfast and then you know after he starts to like you he's like maybe you could come over to my house this weekend and you know we'll have brunch out in my you know out in my garden or whatever and you eventually make your way up to this like you know all you can eat pancake buffet <laughs> it's really silly and really ridiculous and um i'm having a lot of fun with it and i really am enjoying the fact that all I have to do is use a PlayStation like charging cable and I plug it into my Xbox mm-hmm. One controller and I just put my Xbox One controller into my PC mm-hmm. or my laptop yeah. and the driver's downloaded and now I can just use my Xbox One controller and I don't have to worry about charging it or anything. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you want to check out uh, Not a Hero on Steam, I wholeheartedly recommend it if you like uh, really fast-paced action games, kind of... Um, is that Hotline Miami mm-hmm. kind of thing? Yeah. But like a side-scrolling, multiple character, multiple conditional yeah. kind of uh, shooter. Mm-hmm. So that's what I played uh, on top of The Witcher. I have not gotten to talk about The Witcher yet uh-huh. on this podcast. How far did you get? You have to say it. The, way- the Witcher. The Witcher. <laughs> Wild hunt, eh? Yeah. Um, Mutant scum. Yeah. Oh, dreadful. Dreadful. <laughs> Sorry, it's not. It's not. You're just the like butchering my accent right now. I was supposed to be your accent. I'm just doing. Sounds like that, that Witcher sounds exactly accent. how you sound when you're taking the piss out of my gold, accent. I was, <laughs> I was doing the Witcher accents because there's like a thousand different British accents in the Witcher. All, He's got yes. a voice like this. He does. He's not British though. He's more like I'm just girl from Rivia. Yeah, he's. I'm quite very, partial yeah. to my beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I am. Um, I mean, hopefully you guys have played to this point, um, our listeners. I'm not that far into it, and there's a good reason why I'm not that far into it. I am at the point, uh, maybe slight spoiler here, you don't always play as the Witcher. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you do eventually get to play as this character, Siri. Yeah, they advertise that when they... Okay. They, 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 they pick All right, so it's safe territory. Mm-hmm. Um, I just now am doing like level five missions where I, I just became Siri and I'm walking around this kind of like abandoned bog. With okay. A yeah. Girl. So you just kind of got to the next area basically yeah. that yeah. after the starting area. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing though. I mean, I've put in, 
I've put in a good 15 hours into this game so far. Um, I have been doing every side mission that I could find. I have been going to every question mark on the map. Mm -hmm. I've been reading all of the lore, all of the pages. These are things that I never do in games this big. Mm -hmm. Like with what happened with Skyrim. I literally made a character, walked into town, had somebody show me around to the 16 different buildings that were just in that one place. And I went, nope. (laughs) And that was it. I had no interest in it whatsoever. There's something about this game that is really, really pulling me into the world. And I think it's because everything that you do in that game is so well fleshed out. I was just about to say to you, I think that's what the key to this game is. Because I'm... I was kind of the same with you. We talked about this a couple of months ago with the open world fatigue. Yeah. And there was a point initially in The Witcher where I was enjoying it. I'm kind of, I'm I'm a little bit further than you are. Um but I opened up the map and there had to have been like two three dozen question marks and I was like <gasps> just breathe. Just breathe. And I got a little panicky. I was like no. And I went to one and I I've kind of been riding around at least unlocking the area so I know what it is. Even if when I get there, I can't deal with whatever it is. I've been trying to like see what stuff is. But every time I come across one of these secondary side missions, it's so much more than just deliver this here. Bing, that's it. You actually got like a whole story. Oh yeah. There's a whole thing. There's a mystery. There's one great one I just did where you meet up with a character from The Witcher 2, which apparently only happens if you've answered those questions. Yeah. Yeah. If you've answered those questions a certain way earlier, Mm -hmm. that happens. And then another one where you're trying to find a woman, but there's a whole story behind where this woman might have gone and it involves like secondary characters from this little village and what's happening, what's going on. And, and all of it is just so well scripted and so in depth, even on that level, not even the main stories. One of my favorite things that I've done so far is the, um, I ran into somebody whose daughter was sick and the whole, the whole thing was that like our water has been poisoned for, for, you know, weeks now. And it's because there's a dead body, you know, rotting at the bottom of a well and we need to we need fresh water to make you know to make her unsick or whatever and like it just it sprawls out into this thing where like i have to find the place once i find the place i have to search i use with my witcher senses and then you find the body the body's missing parts so you actually have to jump down into the well and find something that was close to that person burn the body the burning of the body angers a banshee the banshee comes out of the well and she's this like tortured oh, long-tongued bride yeah yeah and you know you you have to use like your your magics and your your glyphs or whatever your signs as as they yeah. call them and like you have to throw down this kind of um like circular this purple area that once the specter comes into that area they become uh corporeal and you can actually yeah. damage them with your regular swords and stuff or you can oil up your sword uh yeah. to do like you that know was spirit the mission damage that, got me. that was the mission that really made me think this game is something a little different oh it's so much fun mm-hmm. like it gets it's the mystery detecting kind yeah. of aspect of it that i found fascinating um like i've been kind of like battling with the idea of like sticking up for myself versus actually trying to like be nice to people and get what i want uh, I ran into a whole bunch of guys that came into, I was like, I was at an inn and I was asking for information and they walked in and they were already in a huff and they're like, you know, oh, yo, who's this and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And like instinctually, I'm like, no, I'm the, I'm the fucking witcher. Yeah. Who are you? But something told me, I'm like, maybe you know, the last time that I like stuck up for myself, 
I really like I wound up in a spot where somebody like I really screwed something up for someone. <laughs> they had a whole plan in place and it I totally screwed up. They were trying to do like a whole Romeo and Juliet thing <laughs> and I completely screwed up for them and I felt genuinely really bad. I had just met this person and I felt bad. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm like, let me keep my cool. Let's see what happens. And they're like, you know, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, you know what? Let me buy you a drink. Let me buy you a round. And I bought them a round. And they still were antagonizing me after I bought them the round. And I just kept it cool. And I'm like, just be cool, man. Just be cool. Don't, you know, don't stick your sword up their ass. Just be all right. And I let them go. And like three missions later, I'm trying to go into this part of town where I wasn't able to go before. And it turns out that they're the guardsmen for that town and they were like oh i remember you you bought us you know you bought us around and it made it easier for me to get access to the baron i am so screwed (laughs) because i go around town sticking my sword up people's asses that's that's what i do well you might have a harder time getting to the baron and like you got to the baron already yeah i finished the baron off Mm -hmm. but But i mean you know like i just general rule for everything Mm -hmm. yeah like in like game like no offense to the other games like Skyrim I played Oblivion probably like six hundred and something out mm-hmm. I played Oblivion till my eyes fell out mm-hmm. I loved that game yep. but there's something lifeless and and just kind of cookie cutter about some of those missions where like the fetch quests feel like you're doing the same thing again and again just for different people everybody has like a unique story or a unique reason even if you're doing the same kind of thing over again. It's for different circumstances because it's a different town, different people, and like a different set of rules, or you run into different enemies. And there are times when you're going after things where you run into stuff, you get your ass kicked like real quick. Yes. I've died a lot and I've forgotten to save (laughs) a few times. Yeah. And like, you know, the claw comes out where you're just, no. I've been trying to, like, I'll go in and even if it's a few levels above me or it's got that red skull where they're basically saying, just don't, just walk away. I'll go in and swing a couple of times and see how much damage it did before I decide whether to run away. Mm -hmm. But I found a hidden treasure thing uh, a couple of days ago. I was like, there's this big thing where it's like, oh, let me t- let me take a couple of swings. I walk towards it. It smacks me in the face. I'm dead. Oh, That's I, it. One hit. <laughs> I, I ran into a bear uh, just two nights ago. I ran into a bear and it had one of those red skulls. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, my friend's like watching me go after it. And I'm going up to it and I'm like, you know, hack it away at it. I'm doing like nothing. But I'm like, but there's yeah. nothing else around. I'm just, I know it's pattern. I'll be fine. Just I'm just going to dive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to peck away at it until it's dead. It'll be all good and I'll get all this experience and it'll be awesome. Right. It was guarding like a like a buried treasure spot or whatever. And I'm like thinking that I'm the shit and I'm like, like you know, going around using my magic. Thing gets one hit on me, just woof, done. <laughs> exactly. On the ground, dead. Didn't save nothing. You shouldn't be fighting enemies that are above your level. I exactly. know, but I got cocky. And I, just, like, I see them, I just keep, I do a lot of running in that game. It's a lot of like, <laughs> So like, oh, I'm riding the horse. Oh, nope, nope. Those are level like 15. Am I going to get, yeah? I do the same thing. I get close enough to unlock what the area is and then I hightail it out mm. there. Yeah. I did, I did it to kill a bear for one of the side missions. Yeah. I chopped off its head. Yeah. I do like when like, because if you kill them with like, like the heavy attack, it will often give you like a kill animation. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I, yes. And yeah, I cut the bear's can, head yeah. off. I, I like cut those like drowner things like yep. clear in half with yep. the sword. Yeah. I found out why they're called drowners the other day. Because they drown people? Yeah. But like I actually went down to get a treasure mm-hmm. and I'm like swimming around trying to avoid them. Yep. And I managed to get it. I'm like, ah, 
screw you guys. Yeah. And then I get almost to the surface. Yep. One of them grabs my legs yeah. and then the other one grabs my leg. And, and I just, yeah, yeah. I died. Yeah. I could not. It was get underneath to the a bridge. Mm. No, it was a shipwreck thing. Mm. Okay. I'd actually swam out to it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They're buggers. Yeah. But I am going to just do a couple of negative things about it. Now, listen, I love this game. I do. And it's not so much about the game. It's about the platform I'm playing on. Mm. Because Bobby has it on the PC, I have it on the PS4. So, so we're, we're a, right. So we're able to compare notes about mm-hmm. what we've done. Well, we were talking about the other day, and you yeah. were saying things, and I was like, what are you talking about? Yep. Because exactly. <laughs> obviously we didn't really realize the differences yeah. until we spoke to each other. Um, my main thing that drives me crazy is if I die, I clocked it the other day because it was driving me crazy. It's a minute 11 every time I die to reload that, that scene. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, that's a, it's a long, long time. It's longer time than Bloodborne. Game. Exactly. That is a long, <laughs> long time. So if you make one mistake and you die, not only can you lose 20 minutes of progress if you didn't save, but then you have to wait like over a minute for it to reload and mm-hmm. put you back. PC version, you said it's pretty much instantaneous. Yeah, I mean, right? it depends on a, I know what you're running. Like, uh, and it probably yeah. very important on the hard drive as well. I'm running an SSD hard drive, um, an SSD drive. So literally like I get probably get like a 30 second load at the beginning when I first log back into the game and continue my game. Mm-hmm. I get a little bit of that, like, you know, that like flavor speech they give you when you're getting yeah. back in. Um, but then if, when I die, like I can't even read the tooltip on the screen before I'm back into the world. Exactly. again. I'm talking like, it's probably like yeah. five seconds right. and I'm back in. It's yeah. nearly instantaneous. I've had a couple in. of blue screens. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, again, halfway through a scene, especially if you've just gone through a whole load of dialogue where you've had to make choices, mm-hmm. getting a blue screen and having to go reload the game mm-hmm. and go back to that same place and then go through the same conversation again yeah. is frustrating. Mm-hmm. And also graphically, like I've noticed a little bit of jitter. Yeah, well, there's definitely some slowdown and stuff on, on the on yeah. the on the PS4 and the, and the Xbox One, mm-hmm. um, and that just comes that they're just pushing it pretty hard. Um, I haven't had any problems with that on my on my system, but um, he also there are also times when he handles about as well as yeah. Assassin's well, Creed. Well, <laughs> that's the thing about the game. Like the game is great. I mean, the the, yeah. the, the, the movement is the, a little bit to be desired. The good things about the game are fantastic, right. and the quests are written so well. And the Bloody Baron quest, which has been this very very long kind yes. of sweeping quest that has taken you to like very like several different like ins and outs where, you know, sometimes you're chasing his, his wife and, and daughter who have kind of run away or, or gone missing or been killed. But towards you don't the know. end of that mission. But yeah. Fantastic. You're doing crazy stuff. I mean, yeah. sometimes you're, you're off like, cause you're getting, you're using him to get leads on the Siri. So you're kind of go off and doing missions and there's this long mission you do with this witch that you do where you, you know, yeah. you go through this dungeon and you fight a boss and all this stuff. And it's been just so good. And you're right. There's a lot of great, like the side missions are really cool. And I love the fact that you have to like research stuff. Like I will say that, like just like um, any open world game, like there are like five villagers, the ones that aren't like the ones that aren't like named characters. Yes, mm-hmm. there are like five of them, and they are the entire world. You know, it's yeah. like it's like the you know the, the peasant woman, either, the again, peasant man, like the, the little yeah. kid playing in the yeah, you know exactly. the, well, the puddle. Yeah, yeah. mom said if yeah. I do this, I'd be you know whatever. Like <laughs> exactly. Like, Hi, Mister. Yeah, you got like at least five of those per village. Yeah. You get the spitting woman. You yeah, get the yeah. crying woman. Yeah, the, the guy the, that's like, what do you want? Yeah, you get the ones that are very yeah. oh, <laughs> the ones that are very ornery with you when you come into town. Yeah, like, oh, I wish we don't want your kind here. <laughs> Let me ask you a question while I have you here, and maybe gruff. for our listeners. Mm. Um, what have you guys been doing to gain experience and money? Because money that shit's been hard. Money thought. I can't get. Money yeah. is tough. The, the thing I'll tell you about experience is like killing enemies in the wild basically gets you nothing. 
Like, don't, mm. like, unless, unless it's part of a mission that you're doing, yeah. do, don't think that you're going to be able to rack up experience points by no. killing random enemies. You it's kill a nothing. pack of wolves and you'll get, like, three experience yeah, points you gotta, and you need a 1,500 yeah. to level. Like, like, I, I, found, like yeah. I found set items. I found plans mm-hmm. for set items yeah. for, like, some kind of, like, serpent sword and serpent armor or something yeah. like that. And I went to go and craft it. And not only did I not have, like, you know, two pieces mm. of the of the ingredients. And that's another thing. Like, is there something that tells you where to find the stuff that you need? Well, I Besides find, the internet. I, yeah. No, I find mm. a lot of it, um, either you can buy it from the yeah. guy that, you know, that you're talking to about crafting it. Or if you look at what you have in your inventory, there's a lot of stuff that you can break down out of your inventory mm. that will mm. give you the things that you need. Yeah. Ah. So you can break down, like, the... the Hides, mm. you can break those down into leather yeah. strips or well, something. Well, I, I was okay. selling because like, there's like junk stuff in your inventory, and like every other RPG, it's like you just sell the junk, right? And then I, I realized after I had been selling it like for a couple of rounds, it was like, or break it down for materials, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> I gotta go back <laughs> yeah. and do this now. Yeah. Um, yeah, break it down, but like, of course, you don't get the money when you dismantle it. Well, no, of course, and it costs not. money right. to dismantle, yeah, so it, does, it is yeah. like a you know, yeah, um, but the like, like the, the serpent set or whatever. Like the the sword or the dagger, whatever it is, it's like a thousand something gold, mm. and that's per piece. Yes. Yes. And I like I looked I looked at my my gold, and my my friend Brendan, he's watching me play, and he's like, "Well, how much gold do you have?" He's like, "Can you make it?" I'm like, "Dude, I have eleven gold." Yeah. Well, you have I to think start I've doing... hit like five hundred. That's been like my max. You've got to do story missions. You've got to do whether they're side missions or main quest missions. Mm-hmm. You've got to just do them <laughs> uh, because like that's what gives you the money. Because I end up having enough money to buy a bunch of stuff. Um, at a certain point but it's, yeah it's definitely like in in games like skyrim you could say all right i'm gonna play tonight mm-hmm. i'm gonna play for three hours i'm not gonna do any stories i'm gonna run around explore loot farm for stuff i'll right. do that and you would come off with a big haul and yeah. this you can spend a couple of hours running around and honestly other than like maybe finding new stuff or seeing a new beast you hadn't seen before you're not going to get much in the way of money or experience. There's yeah. a there's a spot in one of the towns where you can. There's two cows in a pen. Yeah. That if you if you mutilate the cows and grab their hides, it's like fifty seven gold per hide. But yeah. the funny thing about that is, I was doing it for maybe like ten minutes. Is that the cows, the bodies of the cows don't disappear. <laughs> so after doing it for ten minutes, like this whole pen was just littered with dead cow <laughs> yeah, bodies. That's hysterical. Yeah. I kill all the uh, geese when I go into town. <laughs> you get eggs and meat out of them. It's like, <laughs> pff, kill them. Uh, and also in Skyrim, if you killed the chicken, the freaking things that come after you and destroy you, <laughs> and then the guards are coming after you because you killed the chickens. <laughs> None of the villagers care if you walk in and steal all no. their shit and kill all their animals. Yeah. They all just continue to cry or yep. spit. In the you can't steal from shopkeepers, though. No. no, and you can't steal it in front of guards, but yeah. only right in front of only them. Only right in front of me, because yeah. I've stolen like, right near them as Absolutely. long as they're not looking right at you. Yeah. They yeah. still pop up that warning, but you're still right. like... Boop. I, uh, exactly. I unsheathed my sword in, in town mm-hmm. like by accident, and this guy behind me, he's holding this giant bar. He says, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. whoops. Yeah. So, oh, and the random, yeah, the random cursing, also hysterical. Because yeah. on the most part, that game hasn't been too bad. Mm. But like, I'll be playing it and you'll run into like a group of bandits. Yeah. And there's one guy you're fighting who's just running at you going, fuck, fuck. <laughs> you're like, what is that? I don't think I would do that if I was fighting someone with yeah. a sword. I don't think that's what I would be screaming over and over. Yeah. But, it's a little strange in that aspect. It is, but I I think there's a, there's a lot of great voice acting. There's a lot of great like stuff happening. I think uh, I think the game has a lot of faults, but I think the stuff it does well, it does so well yes. that you kind of ignore the faults. So I'm the same. Skyrim mm-hmm. people would always get on 
on that how buggy it was and for me it was like i know it's buggy and i know this bit's this weird but i love that game so much i'm okay with it and to me the witcher does everything skyrim does better uh see here's the thing here's the difference for me it's like the witcher is great don't get me wrong and it's a huge game it's a huge game but there's going to be a point not for me because i'll never get there (laughs) but for you you're going to hit the end yes yeah the 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 witcher will have an end right and it's also one of those things where like in skyrim it's like here's the map just go Mm -hmm. you know witcher is still even though they're big areas it's still sectioned off into several like um several kind of quadrants uh, of areas yeah it's not you can't walk from you know white orchard to velen you know of course yeah no skyrim you could go anywhere and you would just figure out you shouldn't be there by the level of the enemies but you could go there yeah but the thing is it's a toss-up because for me skyrim everyone knows i love skyrim but the one thing it didn't do great was the story. Oh, no. The story was okay, but the main problem I had with the story is the fact that you were just basically unnamed barbarian person. Mm. You know, you'd give yourself a name, but you weren't really... You didn't. You never felt like you were part of the story. Mm-hmm. Like, you were just running around doing stuff. And I feel like in this, I felt a lot more invested. I feel like I'm getting all my open-world Skyrim fantasy mm. stuff, but I'm also getting, like, a really cool story and a character that isn't me that I know, like, I'm learning about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what The Witcher... I mean, it's totally right. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, Skyrim's not going for that, right? Skyrim's not trying to give you... Skyrim's very much that, like, voiceless protagonist who you embody. Yes. And Witcher is very much like, we have a character and we're going to... Exactly. ...tell each about... And, uh, you know, um, he's very interesting and I love all that stuff. The thing thing about Skyrim is that, like, the, the difference for me is that, like, when I walk around in the world in Skyrim, like, you could come across something and you you would all of a sudden you'd be on some like crazy quest line that you didn't even know was happening yeah and it sort of happens in witcher but you really like the ones that are quests are kind of very well pointed out to you you know it's very much like here's an exclamation point oh yeah go go to it you're gonna get you're gonna get a quest like there's not that sense like Skyrim, you would run into some random cave and find all of a sudden you were like the minion of a demigod that you needed to please. Exactly, like, yeah, exactly. And that stuff isn't really present there. <laughs> right. Um, again, but it's, Witcher's not going for the Witcher's going for something a little exactly. bit different. I feel like it's give and take, and that's yeah, why totally. it's not really. You can't really make yeah, it a direct totally. comparison to mm. Skyrim. Yeah. For that reason. Yeah. But I am really enjoying actually being into a story. Yeah. Because that's not me. The story's and I'm really actually good. like I'm getting like my fix of the game that mm. I like plus a story I I'm really enjoying. Yeah. I will say one thing that does not do as well and nothing, no game does as well as Skyrim does is that like is the like the pleasure sound when you hit a level or you hit a new place when uh, it's like yeah. boom boom <laughs> like whenever you do it it's like the best feeling in the world like yes. I did something absolutely I got this awesome stink drum stinger thing that yep. can't happen it feels great it's like when you level up in uh like Call of Duty like when you're playing on multiplayer yeah. yeah yeah it's like that's it's like exactly. the, the fantasy version of that Skyrim yeah. I'm gonna say yeah Skyrim when I just finished crafting that hundredth iron dagger in a row to get the next level yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely a sense of achievement i would love when you would come up to like a new town in skyrim and it'd be like boof, boof, boof. yeah you discovered you know scarla like i done or whatever you know you're like, <laughs> yeah all that kind of like rousing viking music yeah. and everything yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that, that's that's a difference right there's a difference yeah. between the two games I, but it's funny some fun. of it i found some comparisons in my last couple of times i've been playing the mm. witcher honestly some of it felt like assassin's creed Mm. Not story-wise, mm. but there were times where I was like running up a road and then I'd like get stuck on a fence. Like, yeah, oh, oh, that definitely it. happens. <laughs> and that effing horse, like, <laughs> come on, buddy. Oh yeah, that horse come can on, suck Roach. it. Yeah. Yeah, come on, Roach. Oh my God. I'm like, come on, you can jump down this like yeah. two foot precipice. Exactly. We don't have to go around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, so the horse is annoying and yeah. And also the follow missions. 
but mm. they're you know mm-hmm. that's a little too close yeah. for me but on the whole i'm like 95 <laughs> positive yeah <laughs> see again yeah. i said it and now i'm like oh yeah <laughs> i'm 95 percent positive on this mm. game with just a couple of yeah niggling points absolutely that's i mean it's a great game you should you should play it people should play yeah. it it's just yeah they're going with knowing there's going to be these little things that are kind of like yeah off. indeed yeah. yeah so i'm going to say are we are we we're good with I'm the good, witcher yeah good okay yeah. till next week till next week no. all right yeah. i'm gonna say we put this to a vote we're running a little bit on time okay uh-huh. i vote that we talk a little bit about fallout yes we skip the steam mm-hmm. refund business mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You guys can look it up. You yeah. know, go to Kotaku.com. Give us, or, a, give us a little quick recap. Rather there, than discussing it, tell us just what that news with, is. Within a, I mean, do you know the details? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Steam, you get two two weeks to return a game as long as you've played it less than two hours or you haven't done any sort of like, you haven't transferred it to anyone, you haven't done any weird stuff to the, the file itself. So if you have played less than two hours of the game, you have two weeks to return anything in your Steam library, and you can get a refund for the item. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So and they said like you know is your does your maybe the, your machine isn't powerful enough? Maybe you bought it by mistake. Maybe it just it, you know you don't you hate it after an hour. Maybe you bought it and then a week later it's part of like some kind of crazy discount sale. Yeah, right. you can return it and, and okay. which is it's unprecedented. I mean it's a great yeah. thing. It's a fa- right, it's an amazing thing. Yep. All right, so let, I guess let us know. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we might discuss it in more detail next week, but... Um, yeah, I think they'll... I mean, this is this is fresh. This is like yesterday news that um, I think the more people contemplate... Like, I've seen a couple of articles where they're like, well, this is where it could be bad for developers. But the one thing I will say is that it might uh, prompt people that are making games to pay a little bit more attention to what they're making and what they're releasing and when. Don't put it out broke. Yeah, don't put it out broken Mm. because people people aren't going to, you know, they're going to return your game. Imagine how many people would have returned Unity, Assassin's Creed Unity. How many people did? I had a wrapped copy. I bought it for that Target sale. Imagine being able to actually return it after playing it for an hour and realizing how horribly broken it is. Yeah. You know, that would have made them think twice about putting out a broken game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think in the long run, I think it's a great idea. I think that a, a couple of other services could maybe take a cue from it. But um, we'll see what happens mm-hmm. when yeah. uh, once it's been around and for again, a little while. again, I'd just like to hear other people's opinions. Yeah. What anyone else makes of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. If you guys want to, you know, want to let us know what you think, you can uh, write to us and stuff. We'll give you some of that information at the end of the show, which is coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. But before we go, uh, Fallout 4 is a very real thing. And it's coming out. And according to IGN, they might have found a skew that uh, says it might be coming out before the end of the year. Yeah. Well, if you add it to the your, your cart on the Bethesda like store, mm-hmm. it says um, un you know unconfirmed 2015 or T- TBA 2015. Right. So people are thinking that means like it's going to come out in 2015. But again, like those kind of dates yeah. are always yeah. very yeah. nebulous. Uh, it's like going to GameStop and it's coming out. You know, twelve thirty one. Yeah. Like, exactly. Which is like how many stuff. times did I like pre-order the Elder Scrolls in the last yeah. two years? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll definitely get it. I, I think they're going to make a pretty solid declaration, probably D three, about when it's going to come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That game comes out, Elder Scrolls. I am so curious as to what's going to happen with you with that game because oh, you've been waiting so long. Exactly. And it's such a it's such a bizarre platform for Elder Scrolls that I just I don't know how you're going to react to it. It says two ways. Either I will not be here next week because I'm too wrapped up in playing it or I will be here next week and just be very angry. I so think you're going to I think you're going to end deal. up waiting. I think The Witcher is going to keep you happy enough that you're going to wait. That's that's my original opinion. Yeah. yeah. Is that if The Witcher hadn't have just come out, I would have been very very excited about this, mm-hmm. but like, right now I'm not that into it. Um okay, so they um they gave us an official trailer. Mhm. And I mean, 
uh, PC, Xbox um, One, and PS4 so far are the platforms that this game's coming out on. And just, you know, general impressions around the table for me. Uh, I said it earlier on Twitter. I've been waiting for a proper sequel to Fallout 3 ever since Fallout 3. I played, if I played anything more than I played uh, Oblivion, it was Fallout. I made multiple, multiple passes through that game. I just cracked out on it. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite soundtracks uh, in gaming history I've, I've ever heard. I love that old, like, broken, far away, uh, like, old-timey Dust Bowl-era radio station stuff. Right. Um, the, just, it, the it looks a lot like Fallout 3, but, you know, polished and updated and stuff yeah. like that. So, go, go back and look at Fallout 3. It looks a lot better than <laughs> Fallout 3 Oh, no, 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 it does. Yeah. it does. Yeah. But I'm wondering, like, I'm in wondering in terms of what it's going to do differently right. than Fallout 3. Yeah. But, I mean, well, as far yeah. as excitement, my mm. excitement for this game but, is through the roof. And I'd have to say, like, looking from all of the reactions I've seen on social media today, mm-hmm. like, that bears out with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems to be really excited about the prospect of this Are game. Are you excited about it? Well, the funny thing is that I remember like a few months ago when Bethesda said they were going to have a um, uh, an announcement. A conference. They're doing a conference. Right. Yeah. And I remember everyone being like, oh, it'd be nice if it was Fallout 4, but mm. it won't be. Mm. It'll be Dishonored 2 or it'll, mm. be, it'll be something else. It's, and now to hear the news that it is what everyone was wishing for is great. However, I have not played any of the previous Fallout games. And I've had everybody tell me, oh my God, this is the game for you. You need to play this game. You're going to love this game. Mm-hmm. But I have people tell, tell me that with a lot of games. And like, it's well, but, it, but it's like sci-fi Skyrim. Yeah. I mean, it's the same developers, the same exact right. people made but like both games. But like Far Cry, everyone was like, oh my God. Yeah, but still different game. developers. Like, ah. The people who made Skyrim oh, made Fallout 3. It's, <laughs> and you know. I, I also really like Dishonored. Yeah. Yeah, I played that. I really like yeah, that game. Yeah, it's a different game. developer though. That's That's... But has a published dishonor. I know, but it's like a, a aesthetically. That's what it reminds me of. Gotcha. That I'm kind telling of you right now. Steampunk thing. Yeah, no, Fallout really isn't steampunk. That's what that, that's what I got from that trailer. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Right. It's gonna get you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We'll see. It'll get you. I think it looks cool. I think what, what, what the thing I take away from that I like is that the color palette seems much more fleshed out than in Fallout. Fallout was very dirty and you know and 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 very kind of monochromatic in a lot of ways not a lot of colors happening there and this just from the what you see you can see it's a lot more colorful um you know you obviously don't get any gameplay in this but you all this is kind of rendered in engine so you kind of see what the game is going to look like um i'm I'm thinking it's insane that you're going to have sort of like a canine companion for the entire game Mm -hmm. uh you could do that in In in, in three but it wasn't like uh, it wasn't always a permanent thing and it wasn't like a set thing it was just something you could get if, if you you know if you went there, down that path mm-hmm. it's seeming like I mean the, the focus on it in this seems like they're going to focus on that more um, in, in Fallout 4 uh, you know I have some hopes for the game look I hope that they make the shooting outside of using VATS. The VATS system? The VATS system I'm fine with. It's a cool thing. You yeah. know, I like the idea. It's like kind of like, it's almost like you kind of stop time and you have like a meter and you have, like, you can like pick where you're going to shoot them and then you let it go and it like just goes boom, boom, boom. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's cool. But when you tried to shoot outside of that, it was like the worst thing in the entire world. It mm-hmm. was not a, it was not a playable game outside of using the VATS system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I hope that they improve that aspect of it. You yeah. know, uh, I hope that it gets a little more even in, in that way. Um, you know, uh, so there's that, there's other things too, which I read like, uh, it's based in Boston or at least Massachusetts. Um, mm-hmm. there's, you, there's Boston landmarks all over that trailer. 
Uh, in Fallout 3, there was a quest where uh, you helped an android that escaped from what they called the Commonwealth, which was the Boston area. And, and, and in that game, I don't know if they're going to continue it here, but it kind of looks like that from what you see in this trailer, which is that the kind of idea of the Commonwealth was it was an area that had definitely been affected by everything that happened, but had been able to close itself off enough from the outside world where it still sort of had some form of order, some form of um, civilization, but it was because there was this kind of very dictatorial, you know, kind of presiding person or or body of people that was very very harsh and would do very like very the capital and hunger games yeah very unscrupulous <laughs> things to keep the keep the the borders secure right so i think that that's I, where you're going that's where you're going way. that's where you're going to be because you can definitely there's more civilization happening in in those things mm-hmm. you see that thing with the blimp in, in 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 the air yeah um stuff like that you see lights you see you know i i think much more going forward like you're gonna have more interaction with with people and you're gonna be dealing with more dynamics there um than i think you would you were in fallout 3 right uh in, in a lot of ways and i think a lot of this thing actually that's kind of stuff that happened in new vegas which was really dealing with um uh which was dealing with what a community was like in in, in this in this kind of wasteland this gay community i think they're gonna do something like that in, in yeah. four but my hope is just like it, i just want the combat to be a little bit more satisfying for me yeah um because that's really i played a big chunk of fallout 3 but i didn't play it all and that was really the thing that stopped me from playing it was i doesn't wasn't really satisfied right in, with the moment-to-moment combat yeah i uh, played um i played so much of fallout 3 that i i completely skipped new vegas mm. i think i tried new vegas and i just i wanted fallout 3 mm. more um, but yeah, I mean, one thing that I hope that they keep to from Fallout 3 and that they bring it into 4 is the kind of the unpredictability of what you're going to find inside of the building. Oh, yeah, totally. Like in 3, I broke into a, a supermarket because one of the things that you need to survive out there is food that hasn't been radiated mm. and gone bad. So I broke into a supermarket and the whole thing, it's all dark, like all the lights are off. There's like maybe a couple of things that are still working and flickering. And you hear noises as you're walking around looking for stuff, but you don't quite know what it is. And then all of a sudden you see like a like a, a shopping cart just push down an aisle. And I was like, oh, this is not making me want to play this game. And then out of nowhere, it was just screams and and just all these things came rushing out from the back of the, the back room of the supermarket. And I had to grab the food and run out and beat them off of me as I was going out. And then once they hit the sun, they cowered back and went back into the building. So random and so cool. <laughs> but it's just like it. Skyrim. It's like going to a dungeon in Skyrim or a cave right, in Skyrim. Okay. That's what it's like. It's yeah. not scary. It's just... no, Because yeah. no, no, you know, if you make it sound scary, I won't Yeah, no, it's it, not right? scary. No, it's not like <laughs> Outlast or anything No, no, like no, that. no. It's like going into a dungeon. All of a sudden, there's like all like these things in there right. that are chasing you around. That's right. what it's like. Um, yeah, I mean, that stuff is great. I mean, and the, you know, it's just like Skyrim, the fact that like, I remember I, I got out of like the the bunker when I was playing Fallout Three, and I went left, and I went left, and I was like just walking around. And all of a sudden, like there was like I was like a level zero basically, and there was like a level like thirty something that was like chasing <laughs> me. And I was like, oh my god, like this is not. I, didn't, I had never experienced a game which let you kind of walk into a dangerous right. area like that and not warn you, not warn you yeah. about it. Um, but there's cool choices in Fallout Three. Like uh, the first really major town you get to is called Megaton because it has like a nuclear bomb at its like core and one of the things you can do at the very beginning of the game is decide to destroy the town really you can just destroy (laughs) the town and then there's all there's quests in the town that you'll never get because you destroyed the town so why would you because you get other quests for doing it okay because there's like this kind of like governor of the area like this rival city that wants you to destroy it 
Hmm. And so you know, and it's really it's really great. You could go you go to like he lives in like this big tower, like this mm-hmm. all safe, and you go up to the tower and you sit on the tower, and then you like just hit the button and you see in the distance like the town just like wow. blow up. I hope it's gonna be awesome. If there's really something good. like that, I I have to try. It's my year of evil. Yeah, <laughs> year of growth last year, year of evil yeah. this year. It's I have to cool. do the bad things in video games. And then I killed the guy who paid me to blow up the town. Because <laughs> <laughs> you all can just right. do that. <laughs> Well, on that note, we're going to wrap it up for this week, Uh, do a little bit of uh, housekeeping before we go. If you guys want to reach us on Twitter, we are at Talking Underscore Games. If you want to write to us on Facebook, I have been paying a little bit more attention to Facebook as of late. It is Facebook.com slash Talking Comics PC. If you want to write to us- Talking Games. That's what I said. You said Talking Comics. Did I? Yes. He wasn't listening. I wasn't. Definitely said Comics. Oh, God. (laughs) Talking- (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Twitter at talking underscore games, Facebook.com slash talking games. You know why? Because it says talking comics oh, PC on here. Down wrong. Talking games PC. Uh, talking games PC at gmail.com is the email if you want to do some long form. Uh, the site that hosts this show and many others is talkingcomicbooks.com. We are ta- uh, at Talking Comics on Twitter. And check out some of our other shows. We've got The Misfits with Melissa Megan, Mara Wood, and Stephanie Cook. We also have Talking Valiant with Adam Shaw. Movie, uh, Talking Movies with Brian Verderosa, and I can never remember the other guy's name. Chris Oliphant and Nick Scalia. There you go. And we've also got Backup Stories, uh, which is on a little bit of a hiatus because of Baby Watch, but Mm. we'll be back in probably about two weeks' time. Yeah, that's what he said. With uh, Rob Newmeyer and Justin Townsend. You know those clowns from this show. (laughs) And um, Personal Twitters. Yeah, personal. Thank you, Jackie. Personal Twitters. Uh, My personal Twitter is at dead underscore anchorus. Jackie? I am at Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I. Bobby? Bobby Shortle. And also, you want to do the other two guys? Yeah. Uh, Rob is at Dusk1020, and Justin is at Jeroke. Yep. J O R O A K. So, mm-hmm. and everyone reach out, congratulate him yeah. on the lovely yeah. Finn. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that once Justin returns. Uh, father of two now. I know, two little boys. Oh, how much time is he going to have to hang out with us? I know. He'll find time. Don't worry. He just he sleeps like three hours a night. So yeah, that yeah. is very true. Be good. <laughs> that is very true. I'm so glad that you know everything is is good now and that and that uh the the waiting is over because that yes. that had to have been just awful. to be perfectly honest. Justin was complaining about how hard it was to wait for this baby. Mm-hmm. His wife was carrying around nine pounds of baby <laughs> and she's like five foot and hundred pounds soaking wet. So sure. I think she was doing the heavy lifting right here. <laughs> so Ange, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, until next week, thank you so much for listening and, uh, you know, reach out and we'll uh, talk to you soon.